Assalamu alaikum, my dear sisters. I hope you're well. It's Hannah here, and welcome to episode 5, subhanAllah, of Her Story Inspires. How have you been? How's your family? And how are you feeling about the second lockdown? One thing I would advise myself and all you, my dear sisters, is to use this time to reflect, reflect over your life and think, you know, where do I want to be tomorrow and who do I want to be? I know these are deep questions, but I do believe they are questions um, that are very important that we uh, reflect over. So um, before the episode begins, I want to apologize for my audio. It hasn't been great or clear over the last uh, two episodes alhamdulillah it was better in this episode but i'll be keeping my eye on it for the coming uh, episodes so episode five was really amazing it was with my sister najah she shared stories from her childhood where she was um, in love with music to getting bullied at school that i subhanallah never even knew about and that then led her to kind of want to bunk school again i never even knew about that um, to feeling a void in her heart when she was 16 years old, which which led her to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which then inspired her 15-year-old non-Muslim friend to want to become a Muslim, to getting diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, to losing your ma, a mom, to being a wife and a mummy, and her aspiration to become a hairstylist, despite the obstacles that she faces. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her and her family, and may this episode reach the heart of the one who needs it, uh, needs it the most. That's it from me now, my dear sisters. Take care of yourselves, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Enjoy. We all have a story. A story of pain, a story of shame, guilt, sadness and grief. A story of ups and downs, highs and lows that gave birth to who you are today, that empowered you to stand tall despite how broken you felt inside. And it's this that makes you special, beautiful, strong and inspiring. Her Story Inspires is a weekly online show where women will be sharing their story of courage to leave you feeling inspired and more importantly to know that you're not alone. Apologies, my dear sisters. I completely forgot to mention a really important point in regards to this episode. So we had recorded Najah's episode on Saturday live on IGTV. However, the first part of her story did not get saved. So we recorded her part one of her story on, on Sunday. So this episode is, is longer than usual. usual. Um, so that's why it's, it's long. Um, other than that, my dear sisters, it was still an amazing episode and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Um, that's it from me now. Assalamu alaikum. Um, let's begin inshallah. So, bismillah wa salatu salam ala rasulillah. Rabbi shirah li sabri wa yisilli amri wa hlul uqtatan min lisan yafqahu qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Inspires. Uh, it is episode five, subhanAllah, and, today, and today's uh, guest speaker is Najah, uh, who's my younger sister. So Najah is uh, 29 years old, she lives in Luton, and she's a mother to a beautiful two-year-old girl, and she's now training to become a hairstylist. So um, just a bit of background for those who are going to be, you know, listening 
Um, we actually recorded an adjust session yesterday, uh, but due to, due to some technical error uh, with IGTV, we've had to uh, redo um, the first part of her story. Um, so yeah, so inshallah, let's begin anyway. So um, Najah, um, so let's kind of, uh, like yesterday, to kind of just go back to um, your childhood. Yeah, um, right. Just talk a bit about like, um, you know, like your childhood, what it was like, what you were like, and um, yeah, just generally what was it like for you? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> it feels a bit talking noise here. <laughs> but yeah. Um... I remember it's a podcast, so people are going to be listening in, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. That makes sense. Okay, so um, when I was little, like when I was younger, like I was into like, I was mainly into like celebrities, like the pop stars, like back, uh, back when I was little, like say when I was like young as like seven, eight, nine, I liked like the Spice Girls, S Club 7, and um, kind of like Britney Spears, but not that much, and Christina Aguilera, all of them ones. Yeah. Yeah. But you like Britney Spears. <laughs> um but yeah, like I'll just like yeah. Like so like after school what I'll do is just like go in my room and just listen to like replay on the radio of like um and just dance in my room, stuff like that. Even like the neighbours that we had, like they were quite near our age group. So we would like go to each other's houses and we just practice like so many dance moves for this, for different songs and stuff. And we did that with you as well and, and some of his well, like us together. But I feel like with me, it was just like, I was like on it. Like, it's like, I think like I was very passionate in dancing and stuff. So I was like, um, I was one of like the, the like creative child in the family, and I feel like our parents didn't really understand or get me because everyone's just so into like academic and stuff, and I'm just here like talking about pop stars and singers and celebrity lifestyle and stuff like that, and and take and taking them as like my role models and stuff like that. Um, um and then yeah, um. So when we first came here, like from like Sweden, um, like we we kept moving Back different today. schools. How did you find to different transition? It was well, I was five years old and I didn't know English. I only knew Swedish and Arabic. So I obviously no one really spoke to me because they they knew I didn't know any any English and stuff like that. So that was very ch challenging at that time. Well. Yeah, sorry. Um, it was very challenging because everyone there like had friends and everyone knew each other. It's not like we started in September as well. It's like middle of the year or something. I can't remember because I was quite young. Um, yeah, like I, 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 I don't think I had any friends if I'm honest. And uh, and then then we moved to another school called Oaks Oak for primary school as well. And uh, that was always even more challenging because everyone there was more like Caucasian it's like like white people so it's like um there weren't any like well I didn't see any like 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 East Africans or if there was there, there was only one Nigerian girl in my class oh, yeah, 
Um, but I think with her, it's like she was very confident, like as a, as a, as a child anyway. So for her, she was able to like, just like show her personality and be her. As in me, as like, she was born and brought up here. So like for her, it was easier to, cause she, um, cause she was probably with them, like since she was like in reception or year one, I don't know. Um, but with me, it's like, I, like I came in, was it, I think it was like year one when I started going for primary school. Um, yeah, I, I had this one friend, this English girl that was really nice. Like I had her like as as my friend. Um, she was the only one that actually was my friend. And um, and then after we, uh, but I was always like, like I, obviously because I didn't know like the English language. Um, like she was really trying to like make, conversation to get me to kind of like speak English as well which was which was really nice um but even then like 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 I still didn't know so I'll just sit there just like be like uh, quiet and just like not not say anything and just uh, um like you, even when it came to us going into going like sitting down to eat and stuff she was trying to make conversation I'm just like looking at her like because I didn't know like English at all but she, she was really trying hard trying to push me to kind of talk as well um and then we like so then we went to year two obviously then it's like um uh, I think when I hit year two year three I became like kind of like a loner and then year three like um that's when I started making more friends in my the girls in my group and stuff in, in my classroom and then yeah all in all like I didn't feel like I could have just been myself in that school because there was there was a really judgment there in terms of like my skin color. So when we moved, like um, I think we moved home as well, and then when we moved, that's when we, we um, like mom was just like she found it a bit like difficult to take us like every morning to go all the way there, like um, because like it was a quite bit bit of a trouble for her. So she was like, uh, do you guys want to like still go there? And, and I was like, no, like, I, I actually don't like being there. So I, I was actually quite happy with the fact that we, that she actually mentioned that. So then we moved to like Bose Primary School and I really enjoyed it there. Like everyone was like, it's like a multicultural school. Even though like the school wasn't that great, but like everyone just, everyone was like different culture background. I was like, wow, like I actually just, like like when I first like like um moved to that school I literally just right away just made friends and I knew like like um like everyone like in the class and I felt like my confidence was just like um was getting better because I felt like I fitted in with everyone and I, I wasn't judged and based on like my skin color and stuff so yeah like uh, during that time like even in that school they run like a like talent shows every year so I would always like go to the talent shows like me and summer like I'll just drag her along with me and then we'll just like make up some dance to like Britney Spears or Shakira or some random um, songs and then I think the last one we, we actually won together but yeah um, I remember with Shakira you had that black uh, <laughs> that black was it was a black shawl or something you had like Oh, yeah, when I went to Holland, yeah, when I went to Holland, I thought, I love Shakira, and I was, like, dancing in her house, and she's just, like, and then we went out, and she goes, do you want that? And I was, like, yeah, and I was, like, okay, cool, and she took it, and then I took it, and then at home, I'll wear it, like, wrapped, like, 
from my hip and I'll just like practice every day like to the Kira belly dance and stuff whenever like a new hit singer comes on like we always like uh, me and like and our neighbor like friends like we would like go out our way just to go and uh, find the song even if we had to record it and stuff on radio or something like that like um, would make sure like we would like learn the dance moves for that one which just like spend like four or five hours just dancing in, in our rooms and stuff um yeah so I do remember Najak when me you and Samar when we would um I would sit down and would like memorize the lyrics of a song yeah and then we would get like a, a, a part of the song each and then we dance yeah. it like in a group and then oh we'd yeah to the family at the end <laughs> oh yeah I remember like uh we've we done the dance with to um Mystique the group oh, and then yeah. do you remember yeah um yeah and then uh, you were so bossy, man. You were like trying to like be like the leader. You go here, you go here, listen to yeah. me, move your hips, put your hands yeah. up, listen to me. Like, me and I was so annoying. You always wanted to be in the middle. I'm like, hello, we want to be in the middle too. It's just annoying, like literally so annoying. <laughs> I was, hate, true. I was uh, so bossy. I was like, I'm in the middle. You, you stand so here. Bossy. You stand here. <laughs> like, you were like, no, you were so bossy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like the star of the show. <laughs> I know. As a child, it's like, um, I remember when I was a child, like, you know, I was like, I was so annoying. I should, me and someone, like, we knew one. They were like, fun is so annoying. It's like, I want to be in the middle. <laughs> like, talking about you behind your back. <laughs> I hate her. I think she can just cut me, like, and just take over and tell us what to do. And But when you come, we just keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this time. Oh my god! I don't know you guys used to do that to me. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to do that. Obviously, because oh. me and her shared rooms, so we had like kind of like that bond more. And you had your own room, so you had kind of your own life up in your room, <laughs> and you'll come whenever you wanted to come. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that, that and then after like um, yeah, I really love both primary school like. Um, like, like every year I'll do like talent shows me and our neighbours like we'll do like talent shows together me and some of our neighbours like in school it was really nice and we still win like gifts in the end if you give us um, for it and stuff and um, and then you like really yeah, bows, that. yeah like like everyone just um, there was no bullying no one like judged me I was just I, I, I could tell like everyone just was like um, like no I, I, I didn't see anyone in bows really anyone <laughs> I don't know I just didn't really see anyone making fun of people or like make comments about them I don't know it was, just, it was actually really like a nice time I really liked it so like that, that's why like my confidence like I could like uh, go up to anyone speak to them like I had lots like like half the class were actually like my friends I didn't just have like one or two friends and stuff and if I did they'll be my closest one but like everyone else in my class is like they kind of knew me as like as me Najah and stuff like I can just go up, go up to them to be like oh, how are you go to this table go to that table go here go there so I could just like now like I'm a grown woman I could just tell like um like if I'm like um, like in a room where I feel like everyone's kind of just accepting for who I am, like I feel like my confidence wouldn't get in the way. 
uh, oh, like like off that and stuff. And yeah, so like, so we went to year seven, and then that's when we went to Winchmore School with you. I didn't like the people there. Like, they were, I've got a bit of bullies there. I didn't like them. Like, they were like the like three young guys away from my heart. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't like them. They just started bullying me and stuff like that. And, yeah, and then that's when my confidence just went down. Then after mum was just like, oh, like, like I, I want, she didn't know what's going on, but she, she just, like, said herself, like, she wants to move me to Broomfield with Hamada. And I was like, you know what, like, I actually do want to go. So, um, because, like, I, I don't, I don't want to be stuck here being bullied, like, the next five years. Um, and then I went, and then yeah, I went, and then, yeah, and then we applied. And the Broomfield were like, they got like places available, and then yeah, and then I started. It was all right in the beginning, but then after, like, people in class were like, I did get a bit of like this boy in my class. I feel like every day he just had to like say something to get me upset or something. And obviously, during that time, I didn't know what bullying was, like, it wasn't very spoken about in school. So, like I said, like whenever like I'm in a place when people make you feel like you're like some weirdo or you're like some like out, like um like some out out outsider or something like that, um or like even if you approach them, they'll probably just give you like one word answer, and yeah, so I didn't really fit in. But the good thing is, like I had other friends from my primary, so then. They were really excited as well when they said, oh, Nidja, I can't believe you're here. Oh, my God. Like, what the hell? Like, it was really nice because, like, when I first started my um, induction in a school, my, people in my classroom were just a bit, like, not friendly at all. So when I saw my friends and then um, I went to the toilet for break and then I just, like, happened to just bump, bump into them there. And then that's when they saw me and stuff like that. And then, and then that's it. Like um, every break and lunchtime, I'll, I'll just hang out with them because they were in different classes. But the good thing is like every like break times and stuff like the same time. So we'll just meet in like the meeting point was in the toilet. So we just meet up there and, and then we'll just go out like, and just play. So it didn't really bother me. But I just didn't like this guy. This boy just kept picking on me every time. So going back to... I think when you hit like year eight and year nine, I when I hit year nine and stuff like that, and then when people like try to like that same boy would try to make comments about me or something like that, then I think I got to point I got really annoyed and then I just like snapped back at them, and then I think they were just shocked and then like since that time they never like, I think they just stopped. Um, they stopped the whole like trying to like bully me and stuff like that. So then, um, so then, like their behavior was really bad, anyways, in the class. So um, the head teacher, um, they kept getting complaints with so many teachers, like, um, and then they got. I mean, the 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 two boys and other girl and yeah, they basically got got removed from our classroom and then and and they moved them to the other side of the year. So. I didn't see them, so I was like, alhamdulillah, like, no more bullying, like, you know, I just felt like, and, because the rest of the people were all just, like, um, just, like, the, like, keep themselves to themselves, the cl the classroom I was, but it was just those two naughty boys that were just, like, trying to bully anyone who they found, like, was a target, like, a quiet person, um, so they moved, and I was like, I'm like, I really liked it, and then I, and then, like, when year nine came, 
Yeah, year nine. I'm not gonna slip off. Um, and then when year nine came, and then like God just like like starting on me, and then like and that's like I just feel like every time when people start on me, like I just like like. I didn't just ha like um like I didn't have the confidence to like stick up for myself and stuff. Just didn't have it in me. I don't know why. Just probably maybe because I had like low self esteem and stuff like that. And and yeah, and it's like the home that we were from and stuff like that. We did come from a good good home life, but we just like we can never like express our feelings and thoughts and stuff like that. It was just like shut down right away. If you ever like just say like oh I didn't like. I don't like you doing this tonight. Just like, well, get over it kind of thing. So I just didn't feel like I could like come and just approach my parents and just be like, oh, I'm going through this issue. I'm going through this bullying and stuff like that. I just probably felt like they're going to put a laugh at me about it. So it's like, you know what? Like, there's no point of um, even telling them about it. I just have to just deal with it my own way. Um, yeah, and then um, this is why I think it's very important, like, um, people, like, parents, like, especially moms, like, like, for you to just, like, um, have that relationship with your daughter, like, daughter or sons, to know, like, what's going on, not just, like, focusing on, like, the grades and stuff, knowing how they're feeling, how their, how their mental state is and stuff like that. So, like, even when I was, like, Noali, like, since she was little, like, um, I'm, I'm always, like, checking up, like, on her, like, I'm asking her how you are, how she is and when when she has her meltdowns I try to like um like comfort her and stuff like that and even though she can't always respond to me but I know like she knows what I'm what I'm telling like what I'm saying to her for, for her to understand that I acknowledge your feelings I know you got upset because I've got snappy at you at this point and stuff like that um yeah because I want her to grow up to have this confidence in her because like I'm not always going to be um, around with her, but I want her to grow up, to have, like, that confidence in her and self-esteem to be high. So if someone was to start start on her and she'd be able to, like, defend herself and speak out and not feel afraid and, like, yeah, um, to not, like, speak out um, if someone's doing something wrong to her and stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, so... It, when it hit year nine and year ten and stuff like that, and there was this other girl, you just like I felt like she she was coming every day to school just to like taunt me or something, and um, she just like telling all her friends and stuff like that and whatnot. I thought like she kind of knew like the popular people, but I felt like she was just trying to like I felt like she was just like the one like trying to like be part of the group, not necessary. She was one of like the popular one. Uh, yeah, back in school, secondary. So you realise, don't it, Jack? It's always them ones. Yeah, the ones yeah, who are popular. They're usually popular. Yeah. People, people genuinely like them. They're just yeah. very confident. They speak. They're very yeah. lovely, approachable. That's, that's why they're popular. But the ones mm. who are not like that popular person, but maybe they hang out with them. It's like for some mm. reason, it's true what you said. Like they always seem mm. to be the ones with some really ugly character. Um, yeah. But yeah, go yeah. on, carry on, Jack. Yeah, and then. There were some popular people as well that were a bit like, as well, a bit rude and stuff like that. And I used to hear stuff they say about me as well. But there, there were ones that were actually really nice, like, like really nice girls and stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, like I had a challenging time with this girl 
like r- making rumors about me and stuff like that and my friends like like, like I said like, was I, it, was it like the Somali girl was it the Somali girl is it her that was yeah, her, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah and you guys are meant to be friends at that time remember I don't know were you guys friends somebody talk about her yeah girl. like it was a bit weird because like um she got my email address from my friend and then after over the summer holiday and then she was like oh hi I was like all right then and then I, I was a bit weird like that like I mean not weird as in like someone like wants to do something to me like this is me back then um uh, like I'll kind of like, look over what they do and like and if they want to be my friend I'm like, okay I, I don't mind like kind of, and just look over them even though like they haven't like apologized or anything like that and then like um starting September year 10 she's like all, all like my friends and then after a couple months after that that's when she decided to switch in and stuff and just like trying to cause problems for me and trying to get her friends and stuff like that um to rumors about me and stuff like that and then she went over to um like she basically got my friend she she managed to convince my friend like I had like friends like me that had really like low confidence they get intimidated by people who try to like bully them and stuff they can't like defend themselves all my group of fr- all my group of friends were all like that um um so when she approached her i didn't know that uh, what was going on but she told her like oh like a message this boy this popular boy however so silly stuff um like basically like i'm saying to, like i messaged like basically like to, to say on the text message that how i like him and i link him whatnot stuff like that whatnot and then and then after, um, and she sent the message to him, she gave him, like, she basically gave her the number to him, um, to my friend, and then she basically messaged him. And obviously when school came out, like, on Monday, I uh, came, because she was in my English class, and then after, like, um, she came up to me, and she was like, oh, like, that boy, I don't want to say his name, but that boy, like, um, said that you messaged him and saying this, this and that. I was like, what? I was like, I don't even have his number. What do you mean I messaged? Because no, because I saw the number. It looked similar to yours. Like, no, I know I didn't message anyone. Like, like, why would I message him? Like, I don't even know him. Like, I don't, like, even, like, like him anyway. Um, and then she, she was just like, you know, but... Uh, Every, every time I tried to d- defend myself, she's like, oh, so annoying, so annoying. And then she kind of walked off. I'm like, okay, get lost in general now. Like, <laughs> get lost in it. And then after, like... Just looking for trouble, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Looking for trouble. It's the drama. And after, yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then, like, she started, like, telling, ev- like, uh, she started telling everyone, basically, like, how I was one message chain and rumours just went crazy. And then after, like, it was just so embarrassing because, like, Obviously, minding your own business. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite because they don't even know personally, yeah. so they're obviously they're yeah. gonna believe her. Yeah, and and obviously he got the tech, and, and then they put my she put my my friend put my name on it, and then when I found out like my friend done it, I approached. I was like, how can you, as a friend, like message a boy in the like in the school saying that like you're pretending to be me? And saying that I like and all this stuff. How could you do that? You're like my friend, you know. It it it, it just doesn't make sense that you would do that. And she's like, oh, Nijah, like I, I just want to say, like, like I, I, I was a bit scared of her. I felt intimidated, whatever, whatever. I was like, yeah, but still, I probably like had a like, I was shy at her. Like, how, like how can you do that? Like, honestly, like, what the hell? 
like the whole bloody school and I, I couldn't even go to my social uh what's it called social science class because like the um because they were mostly like sociology sorry class um because all like the main popular like rude girls chubby girls uh were in my in my basically like, half of them were in the in my classrooms so i was like i'm not gonna face them because before i walked in like before i was about to that's when i i i found out about it and I, and then my friend i think someone came up to my friend to, um i think the one like text that sent a text message she basically um said on oh, just like um like i wouldn't go there if i was you because everyone just talking about it like crazy like literally like um like and then and then obviously like like I'm not like I'm not gonna go so I just went like I I I just bunked my lesson I just went to the bathroom because people used to bunk <laughs> used to hide in the bathroom in the yeah. <laughs> so I don't care so I just bunked I was like I don't I don't want to face them because they're gonna just like a whole gang of them when I come when I start on me and stuff like that and like and I'm like I'm and I don't have friends who would be like don't be talking to her like that or just like help me out so. So I just didn't. Um, I I I just didn't want to face it and stuff. If I'm honest, and then like there were there were like other things she'd done as well. Like um, she tried to make it out like I called her the b word or something. Like she, I think she was just trying to start start something like to provoke me to the point like for us to have like some kind of like cat fight or something. Because that didn't really work out, and then after she was like, like, and then she, it's funny, like she ended up getting getting my other friend to basically say to me that oh, um, like um, I think I was like walking in in the corridor, and then after she also approached me, like oh, I heard you call me B. I was like, no, I never called you the B word. I don't even even talk about you. So so don't come to me. And I feel like after the whole rumors that she'd done, like I got so pissed off. So like when she did approach, I was like, no, I never. I just never spoke to. I never freaking spoke to you about you. Okay, can you just bloody leave me alone? Like honestly, it just like like really pissed me off. And then like she 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 was just like, oh, don't um um yeah, you did. I was like, no, I didn't. And then then after she told my friend like that like another one, oh um like um didn't she call me that b word and stuff and then she's like um she was so hesitant and her face went red my friend and i was just testing like watching like is she actually gonna say yes and then she goes did it she did it she did it she she's literally like being in her, right in her face like that to her and she's like proper going red like she's like uh because she's quite white so like her face went red and then after she basically said um yeah like that and i was like it's like what the hell? I was like, you you honestly gonna say that I said that I called her B? When did I do that to her? When did I like even mention her name like to my friend? And then after like she goes yeah because she, she said it so softly like uh, yeah and then yeah you did like that. And I was like what the hell? And then I was just like and then she walked off with her friend and stuff like that. And then after, I was like, "How can you say that I said that when I didn't say that?" And she goes, "Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did." And she was like, "No, I never. Don't come at me and be like I did when I never." And then when she did that, I was like, "No, I want to cut this girl out." So I just like started like hanging out with some other girl in my in my class, 
and she had other group group of friends from like a different class and then we just started being like like friends in that same group and stuff and I actually felt like when I started being with, with them I felt like um I was more focused on my actually like like education on myself and, and improving and stuff like that as in with the, like the, those one I just like I don't know um it didn't really um yeah like I didn't really felt like it like helped me anyway um like in relationship with them anyway um yeah so and then when year 11 came um I think when I hit year 11 I, I just got to the point where like I was like I don't want to be here no more like like I just got to the point like, I was fed up with school so I'm just fed up like the last two years had been like living hell and uh, now I'm like I felt like I was forced to like to, to, to come back in to see all those people that did all those stuff to me um yeah so then fast forward uh towards the end like I think January of year 11 during that time I felt like I, I, I had this void in me and I, and I and I wasn't just happy in my life I was like it's fine like I don't have actually real friends like was took up for me I kept reflecting on like um like from year seven and year 10 how things panned out and I was like not really happy like didn't really have like friends who actually are friends you, you just call, call them a friend because you hang out with them in school and stuff and I just felt like 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 so much unhappiness in my heart like felt so much void like I don't know I just didn't like life anymore um at all just like was so miserable at that point and I was just in my room my own that day and then just kept and then I just found it was so weird like that same day like you came into the room and then you were just like uh telling me about who Allah like you just brought it out of nowhere like uh about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who who he is and stuff like that and then you just went off your like you went off your day and then I was like I was like oh subhanallah like um like I f like at the moment like when you like I was like reflecting I was like oh my god like I really feel like this is a sign from Allah like from God like because I'm sitting here like reflecting how like I'm miserable I'm like I'm not liking life I'm just I just feel so like Bibo we had like MySpace so I'll go there and like people used to talk to people that you don't even know back then on Bibo and like MySpace and stuff like that you meet like you speak to random people so um yeah even that I never got any like satisfaction I think it was from that or school and music I was obsessed with music as well like you know like I used to wake up at six in the morning to uh to listen to Choice FM and like do my hair and stuff like that and get ready to go to school um yeah but even then it just never like 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 that didn't feel that void in my heart and you came at the right time you spoke about that and then I was like this is like an like a like a sign for me and then I was like you know like I'm, I actually want to like commit to like commit to Allah and stuff like and commit to the religion and stuff like that I think it, it was more not to do with religion I think it's just to commit to Allah like if she's saying that Allah is like this and like that and stuff like that then I, I actually want to commit to like um like being like a like being like do like um do like the 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 requirements of like a servant should do 
and yeah and and then sorry like, to cut you Najah I'm just going to say salam alaikum to all the sisters who've joined um, us Jazakallah for joining us um, salam alaikum to Aisha Khala and um, and to all of you inshallah for joining us um, who are here today um, but yeah continue Najah so you found like um, it's like you, you didn't feel fulfilled right there's like a void in your heart um, yeah because we did because our family weren't like strict like it was only in, in, in Ramadan like you like everyone would fast and stuff and they'll pray and then the whole year nothing happens so and so we were like in a way um kind of like that as a child so like because i got to be who i wanted to be it wasn't like a haram this haram that and stuff which i think is good i feel like when they're when they're kids i feel like you should let them be who like like let them grow, like let them be in their own journey, like don't like put that pressure on them, whether hijab, whether this is not. So I like the, the fact that parents never pressured us whether hijab or depression or pressuring me to pray or fast and something like that. Like like she would like mum would share it and she'd encourage us, but it wasn't like you have to do it and stuff. Um, yeah, just so. forced us to do it, you know. So. Yeah, like I got to be so me, when, like yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I, I could have like loud music blasting of even in Ramadan. She wouldn't say anything. She wouldn't be like, like turn it off, turn it on. She wouldn't be like that. She just be like, she she just get on, get on with her own day. Like, um, yeah, that's what I like. She never like was like, um, even our dad was like that as well. They, they, they were just chilled. Honest, which, which I like. That's why, which I think what what helped with because they were like that when we mm -hmm. found Islam and like and how to be Muslim. It was like it was like a choice. It was yeah, like I want to do it because I want to do it. It's not because my mum or dad are yeah. telling me to do it. Um, you feel like you're kind of owning it. It felt like yeah. it was actually your own journey. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like literally, I just like that. Um, I could be my own person. Like. Because I was just obsessed with music. When I hit teenage years, I loved, like, R&B, hip-hop music. Back then, it was, like, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Jen Jennifer Lopez, Mariah were, like, the biggest hit back then. I don't know about now, but but back then, it was, like, it was them. So, it was just, like, um, I love the fact that our parents allowed us to, like, listen to music. Because I know people, like, they're, they're still strict on their... Because I met girls at college that had really strict parents. And they were made to go to like Islamic private schooling, and now like they're they're at college. They actually said this to me in college. Um, like um, I got to the point where I want to just do me and I live my life how I want to live my life. And um, and then yeah, yeah, like yeah. So like I'm actually ha like happy that like there was no pressure there. And I I I just us, like the way our parents were. I think it really works for us for them to have been yeah. like that. Because with some mm -hmm. parents, though, for them to, like, uh, the way they present Islam to their children, um, mm -hmm. in terms of even hijab or even, like, um, you know, praying or even fasting, with some children, they will actually be very receptive to it and they won't yeah. feel like the first. Because when I, um, like you, when I went to uni and I met sisters who've had, like, you know, Islamic kind of upbringing, um, they, they still carried on with it. But I think okay. it's because, like, their parents, um, the way they practice islam or the way they kind of nurtured them with like islamic mm -hmm. upbringing or tarbiyah it was mm -hmm. in a way where it wasn't like oh haram you're gonna go hell and you have to wear your hijab okay. now it wasn't like that it was very mm -hmm. like okay this is what allah said for you to wear hijab you know when you hit puberty yeah. this is why we pray um so it was like 
the, the child, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Well, so the that, yeah. Because the ones I met at college weren't private schooling. They're not like, they were, they were like, um, they hated it. I don't know. They hated it. And now they're living their the well. best I've life. Definitely, yeah, I've definitely life. heard of, of sisters who've gone to mm -hmm. Islamic schools and, and yeah. they hate it. When I was working in Islamic schools, there were teenage girls there saying, I yeah. hate it. I can't wait to yeah. leave. Yeah, college. They hate it. Yeah. yeah, they hated it. They wait to go to college. Yeah. yeah, they're waiting for college just to come. Because <laughs> in college, they don't know like their timetables. So like the stuff I used to hear, I'm just like, you know what? Like I never judged because I'm just like, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't put pressure on someone. Like if if I parent, because my personality is like, if if our parents pressure pressured me, I wouldn't do it. Like. I would just be like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's how it was before, like, when, as I was a teenager. If I didn't want to do something, I wouldn't do it. Like, I literally shouldn't. Well, I don't know if you remember, but mum did say, like, the reason why I didn't want to pressure you guys with hijab, because hijab was a, was a big thing back then. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Mum said, um, I didn't want to pressure you guys because I didn't want it to be the case where you wear it in front of me and then behind yeah. my back to take it off. I don't want that. Like, I want you, like, when you wear hijab, like, you wear it because you want to wear it. So that's yeah. why she, she yeah. just thought, like, I'm not going to force them, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Helps. Like, that helps. Sure. No, I really, like, when I look back at that Druna's time when I was at school and stuff, I was like, I really, I really, like, really like that childhood. Like, when, like, we could just, like, we, we were allowed to express ourselves. Like, the way we dress, the way we do our hair. Because, like, mum already knew that she installed, like, um, like a terbiya in us from young age so she trusted us as well just just because we seem from the outside people like they probably feel like oh um the way we dress and the way we do our hair and like the from outside some people probably judge you and be like oh she's probably um she's probably like those girls who do this x y and z you know um but how many yeah. times me and mum would be going out shopping like say we're standing at a bus stop waiting for the bus to come yeah edmonton green there'd be like mm. uh old uh men like muslim men maybe somali yeah men. So okay. a lot of time, like, somali men and yeah. they always say to my mum like oh your daughter she should be wearing hijab oh your daughter oh, she'll be ready yeah. i'm like 14 15 mum's yeah. like she'll do it when she's ready like you know yeah um, yeah, but literally, was a thing. Every time I was out with her, it was like a thing. Oh, your daughter's not wearing hijab. Oh, your daughter's not wearing hijab, and it was just like wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of you. All of that has put me off when I wear hijab. It's mm -hmm. of you, like it really yeah. did, because I just thought, like you know, what? I'm, I'm, even more reason for me not to do it. Yeah, You're right, though. Mum trusted us because yeah, um, like she trusted because of the me. way she was as well, like the way yeah. she was, and that like, she's very respectful she was you know a very modest yeah. in her dressing and her hijab yeah. and, um so obviously we're gonna we're around that so she yeah. knows what she she trusts a lot and then she trusts her to be you know um yeah. so i agree i agree with that oh, sorry, i remember because she said she's gonna come watch me mm -hmm. so, um um so islam you started on your journey to allah um how okay, was your yeah. first years of being like a practicing muslim how did you find i really like showing your hair to like, when i did that like when i wanted to start practice practicing i said i'm gonna wear the hijab and because i know that that's gonna like keep me away like gonna keep me away from other temptations because like i like to be like dressed like 
like really fashionable and stuff like that I'm very like stylish you know and like the way I do my hair and stuff like that so I just didn't want like any like um like something to draw attention towards me and stuff so, so, so then it would lead me maybe like to do like other things like um like will provoke me and stuff so I just felt like if I put the hijab and stuff then like it it would be like and also like an, an a reminder for me like if I'm gonna wear this I'm gonna I'm actually gonna respect it as well um yeah um and and also really, doing... even though it's been so many years I honestly rate you for wearing hijab <laughs> like yeah. honestly like like I said yesterday as well, like out of us three girls, I literally used to be like, Jack will be the last one to wear it. Um, I know. Because I know how hard it is. Yeah, even mom. Like, that's how I know how hard it was for you to wear the hijab. Um, but I remember when you put on the hijab, I was literally like so shocked. So shocked. Yeah, but, you I was also, but I was also so proud of you. Like, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. days, look at Najah. Like, this is like, like probably the, the most, like, I don't like a really huge uh, step for you. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I was so proud of you then. Yeah, inshallah. I, I think like everyone's got something like in terms of the religion where they found so, so difficult. I, I feel like, um, yes. Yeah, so then when I wore the hijab and stuff like that, and then I like did it, it was actually like, um, you know, like when you start practicing, you start praying, you do your sunnahs and stuff like that. And you pray your giyam, you read your Quran every day. Like, even if it's just like, I remember like uh, after Fajr, I would at least read like one chapter of the Quran and stuff, and like I didn't know like I ate a quarters and some some like small stories like to go with the prayer and stuff like that. I actually didn't really know even how to pray. Like I know you like to use your arm and stuff, like that, but I didn't I, I didn't know what to say in like the when I do my report and stuff like that. I didn't know, so I, I went online and stuff like that, and I, and I actually wrote down like step by step prayer before I put like the the uh, like the paper next to my pray mat and then uh like 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 while I'm praying I'm like looking at it as well and trying to like remember oh like when I bow down to this I say this or when I like on the jord I would say this I didn't know what such thing as sunnah was I didn't know what that was like I don't know I've never I didn't know what like simpari is or the um the dua book and stuff like that, like all this basic stuff that you should know as as a Muslim, I just didn't know. Um, yeah, and yeah, like like I feel like my iman was very high, inshallah. Um, even my friend, like Allah, he was. Like, I remember doing the same. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, and then like even my like all my friends were non-Muslim. I didn't have like the school I went to. Th- there were hardly any Muslims. If 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 I'm honest, so um, yeah, all my friends were all non-Muslim and stuff. So like, one of my close friends, she got attracted by Islam because she didn't. She was so shocked that I walked into school with, with my hijab because they knew like who like how I, how I always used to present myself every like it was like every single day. Like I'll wake up six in the morning, do my hair, make sure like one day I'll do it straight, like with a side fringe. Next day will just be like curly and all this stuff and side fringe and whatnot. It's like so when I walked in with a hijab, they're like, "What the hell?" Like they were really shocked and stuff. But one of them really got inspired. Like one, well, I can't believe like you're giving up all this for your religion and for God and stuff. And then, um, and then she wanted to know about Islam. She even like told her dad she wants to become a Muslim. 
and her dad was like oh, okay then he, he was like maybe wait till you're 18 years old and then you can make a choice then if you want to go still go ahead because you're a bit you're only 16 now like you, you don't want to rush it because it is a big commitment but he was actually like supportive of it because he knew like he personally knew me as well um so when she mentioned that i think that's so beautiful Nadette, that you had a mm. friend who's close to you she knows yeah. you and then she was impacted <laughs> by you practicing uh, yeah me and her we used to dress the same like we'll get the same jackets we wear the same boots and stuff you know boots we wear over our trousers back then and then yeah everyone was the same like so yeah so yeah so she got really like uh, inspired by that um yeah so so yeah like even like back then we used to have like uh, a comment uh yes when you're not practicing you're not aware even as a born muslim yeah yeah so inspirational yeah mashallah i mean that is very inspirational that your friend oh. is it your friend where, where i don't want to say her name is it the w <laughs> yeah 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 is it that one yeah. oh she's yeah. so sweet mashallah and then yeah and then yeah and then like back then everyone used to use cd players we didn't have like the technology now so i have <laughs> yeah. the Quran, like uh that's what i'm saying when i hit year 11 from the like i just didn't like school so i just like had the cd player like quran so i'd like i want something to like have something in my ears so then like i don't let it like something to distract me as well while i'm in my lessons because i really didn't want to be there so i just felt like something just keep me company as well and stuff so i really was on my journey so i thought like why not have that in my ear as as like a reminder and stuff so like i would listen to so imam in makkah uh, uh sheikh's today's like surah baqarah and all this different quran like uh, like sort of like like of, of of the quran and stuff so i'll listen to it like because I wore hijab, so then I could put my headset, like, hiding, hiding it. So, like, in lessons and stuff, like, I, I would have it playing. Even my friend, she, she was just like, on jacket, can I listen to it? I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And, and, and then she listened, she goes, she's like, after, like, a minute, she's like, oh, my God, Najah, like, like, she was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. I don't know what they're saying, Najah, but this sounds so peaceful on my days, like, she wanted to keep listening to it for like time, is like the whole lesson as well. And it's like, can you give me the Quran book, please? Like, I really want it. And like, I, I actually want to read it and stuff. Um, yeah, like. It's um, a beautiful, touching story. Jazakallah khair for sharing, Sister Najah. Oh, yeah, okay. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, and then that happened. And then. What was the name? You left you eleven. Um, yeah, and then I, yeah, like I wanted to go somewhere, like, um, like, like, because Hamad and my brother went to Monarchs College, and it's six from college, um, in in Wolfhamstow. So I was just like, I want to go somewhere where it's full of Muslims, because where we live in Palmer's Green was like hardly any Muslims. I don't know if it's how it is now, but back then, there were like. I didn't really see like a woman with hijab walking down my road or something like that. Um, I felt like mom was the only one, if I'm honest. Uh, so I wanted to go somewhere with like full of Muslims and stuff like that. Like I really wanted to get into that mode, like being around Muslims. So we went there. Like I really loved college. I really like 
like I met like really nice sisters. I was part of the Islamic society, like running events there as well. And yeah, like I really liked it. Like there were like really nice sisterhood there. I, I feel like everyone just kind of like came together. And yeah, like it was such a beautiful experience, if I'm honest. Like it kind of made up for the times that I didn't, even though I was going through like stuff at school, the whole bullying, but I still had like fun times with my friends as well. I never like um, allowed it to get to me, even when, when I was with my friends and stuff. And we just like chat, laugh, tell stories, and don't know, like we just like bust jokes and just talk about silly stuff uh, that teenagers do anyway. I'll talk about what's like out there, like in the gossip world, like in you know, like celebrities and stuff like that. I talk about that, I don't know. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so um, yeah, what happened after then? What happened after, like, so a few years later, I remember like mm -hmm. we talked a bit about yesterday, like, um, when you got mm -hmm. diagnosed with um, oh, yeah, colitis, so yeah so then, yeah so when i finished college i was like 19 18 19 i didn't want to go uni because at the time um home life was just getting a bit like really mentally difficult like um like to the point it's like it was like so mentally draining that i felt like it was 2009 like i feel like it really like hit me really hard it was like um like i feel like i was becoming depressed but back then i didn't know what depression was and stuff so I was just like um took a gap year I didn't know what I want to do like after college so I took a gap year and then I, I just was like really depressed and then like during the nights I'll be awake watching movies I don't know watching run and stuff and then during the day I'll sleep until like the after like till like door time and then I'll wake up pray start my day like that and um yeah that was that whole year yeah like that's all i was doing <laughs> i was just like so like i felt like all like because like it was like it affected my mental health and my health me as a person it got to the point where i was like actually like even looking after myself like i, I never did any facials never really did my hair um i, I used to wash my hair and just put it like on a bun and then it would get so naughty and I I would hardly like yeah just on my body energy was just so low and that's what depression does to you like people just I just thought like when I used to see stuff online like back then like I watched Islamic lectures they always used to make it like it's to do with your iman or maybe you've got like sihr or like good gin or something or like back then it was just like that um yeah so I just thought it was that so then I got a raqi to calm down and then like it didn't really work I was like mm, it didn't really work I know I don't have it like someone then we got another one and it was like mm, it's like two like um like yeah we've got two different rockets just to come like um to come like to come to give it up but after it, I was just fine I didn't have any like episodes where something or something like you could tell that like, this person's got it's spiritual like, it wasn't yeah. spiritual it was yeah. it was something yeah. mental you know mental, yeah and, and it's so bad mm. like i'll be going out my business like going out and stuff like um like i'll be sitting there just overthinking that like, playing on my mind like what what was going on at home and stuff that was affecting me 
like got to my, I was like I was like I was like I literally like, like, just talked to myself <laughs> not that as in the person could like hear me and stuff like but like just saying it with my mouth so but I wasn't a cop so they can't really see like if I'm moving my mouth <laughs> so even then like I you know, like even like to this day like sometimes like because 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 it's been such a habit for all this time sometimes when I get stressed out I do that and then I think one time my husband's like Nidja, are you okay like um are you right like I heard you say something and I was like and then and then when he said that to me I think this was last year we were going out in the centre I got to smell I was like overthinking things and then my mind's like I think this is my mind just went to that mode when I used to do when I used to over over overthink every single time and then um, and then I just when he said that I just snapped back I was like oh my god like he's right what am I doing like what am I like having that behaviour it's not right like it's just a bit weird he's right like but he didn't make any comments about it. Like he, he just wants to make sure that I'm okay and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone like outside the house and stuff because I felt like ashamed and like embarrassed to be like, Oh guys, I'm going through this, this and that. When you go to people's house, like people's home life, like your friends, when they go and invite you around, you don't know like what what's happening behind doors, but you can just see like the mom's happy, her dad's there, everything's going fine. She's just getting on with her uni, she's getting on with her work, she doesn't seem stressed out, she's not complaining, she's not this and that. And when I'm looking at like when I meet different sets of life, I'm like, oh my god, like my life was like this. Like it's like for like I've said like seventeen years of my life. I had such a comfortable, like mashallah, like beautiful life and it just like when it hit 2009 I just felt like over like 360 like 180 like my life overnight just bang and then I felt like my body and my mind just couldn't like like consciously like um take in like what was like um comprehend like what's like like and adjusting to this new like completely different life where like I can't really focus on myself or education so like I had to figure about um get and get myself a job but after I finished college that last year was like that was even like a difficult time to even just pass my like my assignments because I done BTEC in business and travel so like even that was just like I was just like um literally just like I feel like I was going through like survival mode so I was just barely just getting by because I felt like I worked like all this time like I don't want to just like just drop out I want at least complete it and then once I'm like I finished the year at least I've got my certificate and then uh, let me just bang it out and stuff and then and then after that just do what I want to do and then I did that and stuff and then but it was just like so mentally drained. But come to college was like my escape. It was like so beautiful town. I met different beautiful sisters, and to this day I still have like one or two sisters like from that town who I still speak to. Um, yeah, so, so, so I felt like um, that was my kind of my escape go, and then yeah, and then that happened, and then fast forward. Um, and then when I turned like 20, that's when like a year later, I felt like my depression was coming a bit down. I started working and then um, I was able to mentally just try to even like get out of my, like just get off this funk. 
and then after like uh, to try to like just got my way just even just go on the laptop and just like apply for jobs and stuff that that was like a dragon moment because after that depression after six seven months like oh my god I can't keep living like this this is not me like I'm like a someone who does stuff I'm not someone who just like lazy like is like I've like I taught myself mentally that I'm being lazy because I didn't understand what I like it was actually depression and that's what it does to you but I didn't know anything like that at at the time uh, yes so then then I started working and then that kind of helped me and then um, to be outside the house and stuff so, so that slowly was like helping my depression and stuff um because i'd be out and then at work obviously you would need to interact with people and stuff like that so, so, so that really like helped me um but even though it did help me like obviously like you would have to come home after that night and it's like you have to deal with all that mental stuff again it's just like too much to deal with um like there'll be like do you know the times like i never really like slept properly as well because just like a lot was going on and stuff i don't think i'm at the point where i'm able like i feel comfortable to share exactly what's going on maybe later in life i probably will share it in my story but at the moment i don't want to really um but um yeah so i never really slept and, and my health was getting really bad and i was like i felt like i was losing weight as well so when 2012 came I felt like 2012 came, I felt like things were getting a bit more, a bit easy, I guess. And then that's when mum was a bit okay as well. And then she was just like, oh, you guys, maybe you guys need to go to uni to refocus and stuff like that. We all can do it just together and stuff like that. And then um, and I was like, okay. And then I kind of just did it to kind of make her happy, if I'm honest. She's like, oh, why don't you do nursing and stuff like that? You can just do like, um, sort of fun, like, you can do like an access course to nursing. I didn't really want to do nursing. I just did it because she was like telling me she's happy with it. And I thought like um, when I became practicing, I don't know. I feel like um, I spoke to someone like is is hairdressing is it haram? Like if I do that, like as a as like a job that I do and stuff like that, because you like sometimes you might have to do like woman's hair. That's um, that that's gonna go outside and show her hair and she might get attracted by the men so i might be sinful or something i had that like this i was saying when you're practicing when you start practicing at such a young age like that i feel like you need like a mentor or someone that you can that you can confide in and your struggles in where they can guide you because because me like listen to that one person who probably didn't even have much knowledge but i just thought like oh they're practicing so they know best as well so, so I just felt like, okay, hairdressing's out the window. Let me just do what she wants me to do. So I, I, I done that. I wasn't really happy, if I'm honest. Like, um, so I still went to college and I, and I signed up and I started. And then after like two months in, I felt like, um, like from, from the age of 19 up until like my birthday, when I hit like 21, I felt like my body just kind of like broke down. And that's when I got my, my like, I was, like, like um like I actually didn't know, like, I was in college and I went to the toilet. Okay, guys, I just want to let you guys know, if you guys don't like blood or anything like that, you know, it's okay, you can have to stay on. I'm just letting you know, I'm just saying this because some people find it a bit icky when it comes to blood. 
So, anyways, um, so I, I I went to the toilet, and then when I went to the toilet, I found some like blood, like blood in my in my store, like a little like patch or something. I was like, what the hell? Like on my tissue, like when I wiped myself and stuff like that with tissue, I could see there was blood. I was like, oh my god, it's not like period. It's like like it's like from my back passage. Like I was like, what the hell is this? Like. Never even in my life, like, I had, like, blood in my store. I was like, what the hell? I was just, I think, like, I was just shocked. So I didn't think much of it. I just got on, my, um, I just got on with my day. And then, like, like the next day it happened. Then, like, like, it kept, like, every single day. It just kept appearing. And then it, it was just patches of patches. So I didn't think much of it. I think, oh, like, it might go away or something. And then... um and then, like, a week later, that's when it started getting more worse. Like, actually, like, full on blood coming out. And, like, I was thinking, whoa, what the hell is going on here? And it got to the point where, like, um, like, like, I was getting, like, stomach pains and stuff like that. Really bad pains to the point where, like, I couldn't really sleep as well. So, because, like, I'll keep waking up to go to the toilet. And it passed a lot of like diarrhea and blood, and everyone knows I'm size eight and stuff. But like, imagine like someone who's size eight and they like losing what weight. Like I was literally bony. When I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, I could see my bones and stuff. I was like, oh my god, like what? Even my face, my body, everything. I think back then my face was getting like really skinny in my face anyway because what was going on at home and stuff. So I wasn't too fast, like I'm used to this, but like my body will just start. Like, sorry to cut you, I'm gonna have to start the live again. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, all right. Then. So, inshallah, sisters, do join us. I'm just gonna end this live and then begin okay. another live. So, please join us, inshallah. Yeah, yeah continue your story, inshallah. Okay. All right, then, yeah. Sorry, what was that? Oh, yeah, so yeah, and then I basically. It was getting bad, so I went to the GP, and then I she basically checked me. I'm so uncomfortable because I've never we, we don't come from a family where people have health problems. So me going into the like the GP and stuff, and then being examined like uh, that part of me, like in my body itself, was just like so uncomfortable and stuff um yeah but she was like the, the doctor was really nice she was trying to make me feel comfortable and she let me know this is normal and stuff like that just to get me to be comfortable but it was very like uncomfortable and stuff and then she just gave me some cream she goes maybe it's something else I forgot the name and then um okay and then uh, she goes just use this and then um like if you want um and then see how, how things go and I was like okay fine and then after a week it just that week it just kept getting worse and worse and worse um to the point where like I wasn't even sleeping and and I literally went in the morning to the hospital to A&E and then the doctor that saw me said like we checked your blood level and it seemed like your blood, your blood level is okay it doesn't seem like it's urgent, so we're gonna give you like an outpatient appointment instead to the new after the new year. And I was like, "What? What do you mean the new year? That's a bit too long. Like, it's been like three weeks now, and haven't been sleeping and going in and out of the toilet countless times. 
And then he basically kind of like refused. And I was like, okay, fine. So I just, uh, the next day I went to, I think mom told me just to go to the GP and get referred that way. So I went to the GP that first, uh, in that morning. I didn't even sleep because I was up all night going in that toilet. And then I went to the, uh, to the GP and then the jeep, uh, the doctor V and I, I explained to her what what's exactly been happening like the last few weeks and stuff. And she called them up at the hospital and they said that uh, my patient needs to be seen right now. Um, like she she's been losing blood and all this stuff. Like, and then like um, like she doesn't seem like she needs she can wait until the new year. Like you need to give her an urgent like to be seen right now. And, um, yeah, and then she kept going back and forth with them, but she was adamant, and then they had to eventually say yes, because once she get referred by the GP, the hospital would have to see you. And then, so I went, she could just go to them, take this letter, they they are, already know that you are, you are there, um, you are, um, like, like, I basically called them for you and stuff. So I went there, and then I was seen right away, and they made me, like, um, like it, like an impatient and my blood like I didn't like my eye went really low anyway and like my blood it was very low and that's why they were like yeah like you definitely have to be um seen in so I stayed as an impatient and then after two days I was checked um and then they told me like the result exactly like the following morning um when they did tell me when they said it's also the colitis and stuff. I was a bit like, what the hell is that? And stuff. So basically, like, it's like your colon. Like, mine is basically, like, part of my colon, my, lo my large co colon, it's, like, um, inflamed and stuff. Um, yeah, and basically, like, it, it's basically, um, like, your gut, it's, um, it's basically injured and stuff. So that's why you get, like, these episodes in your body. Uh, because you, you keep like injuring your gut some people like who have this condition like um it's because of the food they might like can't tolerate some uh some food some of it is from like it, it it comes from stress or like it comes from like emotional stress and stuff or mental stuff um yeah so yeah but I just knew anyway, like, I just wanted to get to the point to know exactly what's going on with my body and stuff. Because when I was, like, going through all of losing so much blood, I was thinking, am I going to die or something? Like, it is my last time on earth or something. That's what I was playing on my mind. And, you know, I and also, I was a bit worried. I was thinking, like, even if they find out what it is, like, what, what if they don't know, like, uh, what to do about it you know what what if I keep living being sick like this going in and out like like to the toilet and losing blood and stuff because I've never experienced any health problems so I'm, I had all these forces running in, in my mind and um and then uh, yeah and then they gave me the medication but the night before um, like I, I woke up for Giamalel and then after like I, I, I prayed and then I, I made dua to Allah and stuff like that and then that, that morning I um, like I had this like appetite and I didn't rush to the toilet and that's what like I usually do just rush to the toilet when I first wake up but that morning I didn't at all and I, and I had this like I don't know like like 
um, that like like carpet just came out like like out of nowhere and stuff. So I um and when they came down, they told me and stuff, and then they gave me like the medication and stuff, and I had that. Um, yeah, like my condition is quite stable though. Um, like it's not like um, like uh, severe like like other people may may have it as well. So. And I remember also like you you've only had a few episodes since you've been diagnosed, mashallah. Um, yeah, so that's quite good, mashallah. Even there's been gaps of like four or five years. Um, yeah, like you've had no, yeah, like, no, no yeah, like this like since 2015 like well like since 2000 and like towards the end of 2015 up until like last year i never had any like a relapse in my condition it only happened i knew like it, 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 i got the relapse last year uh it's because obviously like i basically like moved into luton and i'm and i lost uh, the mom passed away and i was a new mom my da daughter was only like two months like um two months old when I moved into Luton and stuff like that and it only got bad because after my pastor because like when she was alive I would go and live in like I'll go and stay there for the week uh, Monday to Friday and then come back Friday evening then go back on Monday again because I just told my husband I can't mentally take it like because he works quite late as well so he was fine he 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 said like which is uh which I liked about him, like, he wasn't really fussed because he understood, like, for me, like, it is meant to drain on my own, which I'm really happy about because I know, like, some husband won't be too happy with, like, like the wife and a child, that like, a newborn and the wife are just over at, at the mum's from Monday to Friday. And when he comes back after work, he would have to just video call me and Noali and stuff. So, but, yeah, I mean, like, he was, like, back then when like um and everyone knows like when it comes to marriage like when you have a child like you've got like a lot of like well me anyway um like you have like differences and issues and stuff like that and then it, and then you just feel like the person doesn't care and stuff like that but now that i've been doing like a lot of work on myself and, like and i can't realize looking back now he was actually showing that support um, but in a different way and he's allowed me to stay like Monday to Friday every week out, out, out in London and after work he'll come to an empty house like I don't know if there's any husbands that will do that like I don't know um, he'll, he'll cause me a problem and even when I do used to come back he wouldn't make a problem out of it or like create issues so I knew like he was like supportive and stuff but do you know like um, I wanted other kind of support from him but uh, I didn't think he was being supportive at the time because I was I was looking at it in a way like how like the way I would want support. But people would, everyone is different, isn't it? So like they they would um show you support like the way they know how to support someone. But at the time I wasn't like feeling like that, like like feeling even knowing that it's only now that I realised when I started learning about relationships and stuff like that um doing the work and that and then yeah so then I had my relapse because I know like I went through all of those things like all together and I was like emotionally stressed and then I was going through like um yeah and I thought that was really difficult to handle because everything just happened all at once at me 
and um and then I moved I mean and then yeah so I don't know what was I saying and that's what caused so your that, relapse your last relapse yeah yeah so that's what happened to my relapse yeah definitely like and I had my relapse um yeah in November yeah 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 and then I went to like 18 was it or begin 18 it was last in November 19 yeah, yeah yeah I remember um but you know subhanallah one thing I loved about when you were that happened at the time when you had your last relapse um oh, yeah. was that you were like I remember I was talking to you once and then you were like yeah, you know, when I, inshallah, when I come out of here and I get better, oh, I'm yeah. going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to apply for this, I'm going to do that. And subhanAllah, oh, yeah. as you came out, like after like a month or so, you were just like literally just doing everything. Get the ball rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like you were oh, this person needy face desk like, like two, three months ago, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, when it, when it did, yeah, like when I did get my relapse this t- like last year, I never got it that bad before when I did used to have my relapse. It was like really bad. It was like, like, subhanAllah, like, um, yeah, it was like, but the good thing is, it's like Luton Hospital, um, it's like they're very like caring. The, um, I just felt like in London hospitals, like, like the one that I've been to, they never really showed that care. They just saw you like another, like a patient number. But here it's like they literally care, they'll come in the morning, smiling happily, talking to me, making sure I'm okay and stuff like that, having a chat with me and everyone wasn't even like that. Like all the nurses like could they switch at like night shift and day shifts and stuff. They were all like really lovely. So that really helped me to like um to to um feel like that helped me like to be positive as well. Because they're walking like uh, when they walk in, they have this like energy, like positive energy, and it's like you forget like you're going through pain and agony. Um, yeah, I felt like that that because um, I couldn't like when I went to my, like when I had my relapse as well, I couldn't like even walk. Like it's like my my pain was so bad that I couldn't even walk as well this time round. So when it did hit me this like last year, it hit me so bad like to the point where I couldn't even like walk. Um. And then, time, but alhamdulillah, Allah helped you and you got through it. Um, yeah, Jeff, it's like, I want to ask you a question. Like, you know, um, we obviously me, you speak every day, but you know, like, yeah, yeah, subhanallah, like um, obviously, I'm your older sister as well, so I've seen you like yeah, work yeah. through like a lot for all these years. And alhamdulillah, like, I really think since your last relapse, like, I've seen like a proper turnaround with you. Um, and I just yeah. want to ask you, like, you know, for sisters who are going through a really difficult time in their life, and it just seems like they're just going through one test after another, one test after another, like, you know, like, what, like, what advice can you give them? Um, mm. Helped you? you know? Um, like for, like for me, um. I felt like also not because I I felt like obviously the stuff that I I just I just mentioned that I went through that um that I knew my body was going to going to break down anytime soon but also the other factor main factor for me was just like I was a kind of person was like even before getting married 
I was the one who's take care of everyone else's needs and felt like I can just fix people's problems. If people came to me and they had a problem, I'll fix their problems. And even with families, go out my way, even my friends, got my way for people like, like a hamster in the wheel. And do not tell, I thought, I'm doing hair, I'm doing hair, like I'm, I'm going to agit for it. But I'm not even like, you don't even know, like maybe like you weren't even like ruining your attention when you actually were doing those stuff for people. It was so bad, like, I will literally forget to even have breakfast. I'll literally forget to even do my hair, brush my hair, and do my facial. Just like if someone wants to come and drop something on the jacket, um, do this for me. Okay, I'll literally drop everything and just do it. Regardless, I, I, I won't be like, oh, I need to get back to you or something. So I felt like when he hit me this time, this, um, like, like, like last year, I just sat on my hospital bed, like, um, I just sat, and I sat down, like, enough is enough, like, Nijah. I was talking talk to myself, I've never, I felt like with myself, like, I never really, like, like um, took myself, like, to account, like, um, like, like, the way I am and stuff um so i just got to the point with just like what are you doing like like why are you always the one feeling like you have to like um like continuously being people like being people like going out going out your way for people like continuously and stuff and it's like look what you like for me like i feel like what did it what what did it get out of you now like um it's like you've been doing it's a constant cycle like a hamster in the world like all like you're 29 it's like it's like i just had enough i felt like it was like a cut point for me like my body's like like no like i am not gonna like um if i can do something i'll do it if i can't do it i'm not gonna apologize i'm not gonna feel bad i'm not gonna like uh, like feel like oh like they're gonna make like they're gonna think that I'm I'm a bad person or something like that. Um, yeah, I just had my breaking point. I'm just like enough is enough, man. Like to, uh, to the point where like you're running around doing X, Y, and Z. Like it's like what like what are you even getting out of it? Like you know, it's like um, I feel like I hit my button as well. So I just felt like enough is enough. Like. I feel like everyone, maybe some people go through a point like in their lives where they hit rock button and like it's it's about I, I think I said to myself it's about time you just like you put yourself first you understand I was talking to myself like enough is enough honestly like what is your problem like honestly like can't you just get food to your head and just like like, um, you need to take care of yourself. Like, take care of your mental health. Take care of yourself. Like, put yourself first. Because, like, when things go wrong and stuff like that, it's like, you get, like, like, you probably, like, um, like, it affects you, you know? And it's like, why do you have to, like, like, um, running, running around for, like, a whole, like, like different people in your life when you're only one person you know and right now like it's about time 
that like I th- I focus on what's best for me and and what I want to do and what's best um and what I want to achieve and what like I need to do and stuff like that and yeah like I, th- I felt like um when I spoke to myself like that and then I consciously not just just saying that actually consciously like taking in like what I was saying to myself and like I made a promise to myself as well I was like it's not going to be tomorrow thing this is not going to be like okay I'm feeling like I'm, I'm feeling all this emotion but no it's going to be like a conscious promise to yourself that you're going to look after yourself and like uh, and put yourself first and not feeling guilty and like I, and like thinking about your, your future as well and thinking about what like you want to like like accomplish as well with your life and stuff um yeah so I feel like I got to that point uh, it was like a ticking point for me it was just like enough is enough man would you say, like, and then that's when I could, in their uh, life for them to just be like you know what enough is enough I need to put my yeah first, right like make yourself a priority yeah um, that's why like take I'm care gonna, of yourself yeah. while you're going yeah. through the test yeah yeah, and also like I felt like when you go for a test, you should, like, like you have you have to like look scruffy or something like that, like not really taking care of yourself. I'm going for a test. Let me just consciously think about it every day and overthink it. Oh my god, I'm going for this. Oh my god, this. Oh my god, that. Like, like overthinking. Like, like I'm actually surprised I didn't end up like in a like I don't know, like a mental facility because the way I used to overthink things as well was just crazy and put other people first like complete everyone and forget to the point where I don't even do my hair come on that's like the basic thing you should be doing brushing your hair every day and it's like funny thing is like that's the person I was like um before all this tests and trials came into my life um so yeah, like I do like um like have day like one or two days when I'm like, Oh, I'm not really feeling it but like um like but there are days when I'm really on like I- implementing like taking care of myself, making sure like even like um when I have breakfast, I ha- I make breakfast for me and my daughter together and we sit down together before it should be like make sure I feed I feed my daughter and then when she's finished what I'm, I'm not my stomach is like rumbling as well i'm just like i'll let her get, get fed first like it's like a pattern taking care and making sure like um i pack lunch for my husband and stuff even though he, he never used to request it but i feel like i'm the wife i need to do this i need to like make sure everything's like done up like everything's done like i'm some like superwoman or something come on it's like you're not a robot and to the point where like um um, I was in the cycle where, like, I'll make sure, like, everything has to be clean, like, every single day. I mean, like, if if it's just you and your husband, obviously you can keep asking, but when you've got a baby, like, you're exhausted, you're tired, you don't even have time to even like, really, like, um, fully, like, recover from, like, birth and stuff like that. But I'm not, I'm not, I was more concerned about making sure when she's gone to bed, like, even it's 10 o'clock, I'm like, no. There can't be no dishes in the sink. No way. I'm not gonna turn. I used to like clean like every single day. Like um like because also my husband comes back late from work and some days he, one week he works night shift, one week is days. So the days that he works nights, obviously it's just obviously all, all on me to to do it because um yeah because he works in London and stuff now. Um 
Yeah, I'm not a robot. Yeah, she's right. I'm not a robot. Yeah. Yes, you are not a robot. I can relate to that, Najah. Yeah. 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 I think it was life though. Even to Hannah, I think Hannah knew I was obsessed. She was like, "Yeah, calm down." I was like, "No, no, no." And what do you mean, calm down? You can't calm down and stuff. But like after Hannah relapsed and stuff, like, like I had that like that breakthrough that I just that I just spoken about. Like, I don't care. <laughs> The main thing is, like, even, like, some days, the dishes, like, some days I don't do it. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm going to listen to my body. And it's, like, the first time um, in a very... Not, even before marriage and pregnancy and stuff, it's, like, my husband's not the type that's fussed about keeping the house clean. He's not really fussed about that. He's not a fussy eater. He could even eat, like, cornflakes. He's not fussed. It was just me putting unnecessary stress on myself when there's not need to be you know um yeah so like yeah so I went through that and then when that all happened I was like no I'm not gonna do that and I am not gonna feel um bad and then, and that's what I have been like that's why I like always make sure like once and that week is off I make sure that day is for me I sleep in, get ready, take my time, get ready, go out. Like, even if it's just me, just want to be home for that day, I'll be in, in the living room and they'll, they'll be upstairs. And that's what I like to do. And, yeah. And, yeah, like, even when he comes back from work and, and say she's up and stuff, I let him put her to, uh, put her to, to sleep and stuff. I was like, this is my time. Everyone's fed now, yeah? I'm going to chill, sit in the living room, have my coffee or my tea and stuff. And like I've never looked back, and I'm like inshallah, like like I just keep being like that because I felt like my body was getting healthier. I started like thinking about what else, like what other um, like what like other diets is out there that's gonna help me as well. Like and then I start researching about all these like vitamins that you need, like um, like supplements, like uh, like because because obviously. You can't get all the vitamins from your food and stuff. And maybe you're not the sort of person who, who always eats the right food to get those vitamins and stuff. So I went to a hole in the barret and I literally went all out. I think I, I told myself, like, it's, I mean, like, it's like a mental thing that I go through. Like, I can't, like, even get something that's going to help me. It was such a struggle, like, just to go there. But I pushed myself and I went there. I was like, Nija, you're not going to think about how much it is. You're just going to go and just buy it and then when I brought it and then I actually felt like it actually really helped with my health and stuff like that and, and it helped with my hair and stuff like that so yeah I think it's a lot of mums go through this where they I don't know like they become mums and it becomes all mm. about the house the husband yeah. the children the in-laws everybody but themselves I know to the point where like you're raising a whole army <laughs> You sacrifice yourself for everybody yeah. but you're not even willing yeah. to give yourself like you know like like a, like like, a, a jumper or i don't know or i know like a jab you know it's a bit too much do i really need it yeah okay but you know but if somebody else was to ask you for like 10 times you know what you do for yourself it's like yes you've got all out you wouldn't even think twice um, yeah and i think a lot of it is to do with like not kind of believing that you know you're worth it or yeah. or having this belief that you know what like for you, it's, it's, it's not important. But for others, yes, yeah. you know, they're worthy, yeah. they're important. Um, yeah. But in reality, like... if we don't fill up our cup, if we don't take care of ourselves first, yeah. we're in a really good, you know, place uh, uh, and a good state. 
um, how we're going to give. Like, how are you going to give what you don't have? You know. I know. Um, so yeah, I think you know it's very. I'm really glad you said that because it is true. Um, yeah. Inshallah, like the sister or mother listening, and Inshallah, they they take heed. Um, Subhanallah. Okay, just to kind of just summarize um, uh, today's episode, Najah. Um, what would you say? Um, this is like a different question now, different from yesterday. Yeah. What would you say? Like, are the three uh, most joyous uh, moments of your life? Like, yeah, you loved, you absolutely loved the three moments of your life so far. Oh no! Uh, having the wali, like I didn't, um, I didn't like, um, like when we got married and stuff. Like um, I was planning like to have a child, like after three, four years or something. I was like, no, I'm going to focus on my career and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, like um, I, don't, I don't know, like if I was serious, I didn't know, like, um. Yeah, so, so I ended up getting pregnant quite, like, earlier on into, like, the whole marriage. Like, after we had the wedding, we started living together. Like, I think, like, after two months, I fell pregnant. And then, like, um, yeah, like, I was happy, but I was, like, but I didn't plan to have, like, uh, when, I, when I had my test, um, like, um, t- to find out, like, if I was pregnant. Like, um, at the time, like, I was just feeling like, um, what's this thing? Like, I didn't want to become mum now, but I was like, you know what? Like, others that like, made it like I'm pregnant, so I, I just have to accept it. And just like, I did have a good feeling about it as well. But yeah, like, having no money, like, like, I feel like after, like, because, um, like, while I was single, I felt like I was going like constant test and test and test. And when I found like, oh, and when I had no money, I just felt like she's like being like, the greatest gift like Allah SWT has given me um I feel like after having her like I, I feel like I became a better version of myself as well like um and I'm constant like improving myself and like yeah she is that like, one of my motivation why I am like the way I am now than I was like back then and yeah she, she's been like, my greatest gift for me and she's like the best thing has ever happened to me um i think like yeah she really is um like second um i'll say like um like having like a religion like having like having like the guidance from allah as well i feel like it is like such a blessing because the amount of tests that I was going through constant, every like I felt like I was like continuously, and, and I just got to the point where I was thinking like, um, like you know the eye in the Quran when the prophets walks and like um, when is the help of Allah is gonna come? Like during those dark moments, I literally feel like when is the hope of Allah is gonna come? And for like like if you don't have iman to keep you going and stuff like that or like the main thing like praying as well even though like even if it's just like even if it's just like one prayer you're able to get up and pray because i know when i was going through that depression where like my prayers was just all over the place probably that like, prayed like i felt like i kept making them all up or like some days i probably won't pray or like or just like constant battle like every day that like, i kept making them up so like um like yeah like I feel like um 
have an email like i don't know like how people could live in this world and not have like like a religion like a god that they believe in they keep going because life is so hard like it's so hard people don't like to really talk about it but like tests and trials can be sometimes power can be so like testing like honestly just like i know it's part of like like wow we are in this dunya as well because we need to be tested but june like this proper hard 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 difficult difficult times it is like like unbearable and stuff subhanallah but I always just make this do out when like when it's when I was like in my darkest moments and stuff like that when it was so difficult and it's really affecting my iman as well um whether to I had moments as well like like I didn't want to practice anymore I didn't want to I want to just take everything off and just go the other way cuz back then on Facebook so I used to see people posting stuff like living their best life or what not but um and people want really sharing and stuff like that what 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 they were going through as well so you thought everyone like why is everyone except like, one more like going for this one more like um doing all this so yeah like i feel like a man like but the one thing like it going is like cuz when i like wanted to practice i had this conscious choice like like i'm doing this because like i want like like Carlos Palmer to, to to be happy with me and i do want to i do want to be one of those people like who be under his shade like the ones that the youth who who obeyed him in the youth time i want to be like in that in that row that's going to be me and no matter like how much challenges or tests and trials like like his he he gives me like like um like i'm going to keep going i'm going to keep 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 keeping myself like up like n- no matter like how much i fall in my like in my bad and stuff like that i'm not going to like put myself down it's going to keep going and going and going and that's the whole point you know like we are like we are like weak um as human beings so we are bound to fall and stuff like that like it like it wouldn't be right that we just continuously be like in a good space and stuff when it comes to our, our our religion the main thing is that picking yourself up again and having that some reset button like and just doing things all over again by step by step until you get to the, like in the way that you practice like the way you used to in, in the beginning um yeah like for like the man and then thirdly like Yeah, I feel like um having sisters like you and Samar as well. I feel like you guys are like my greatest gift as well. Like it's fun. Yeah, it's it's actually really I'm nice. Joking. <laughs> joking. Uh, no, because seriously like some people don't really have like like real friendship with their sisters and stuff like that. Like it's actually like I'm really like like I feel really blessed and stuff like that. They have sisters and stuff like who who like who is it like there for you and stuff like that whenever you need them stuff like that so yeah i'm really grateful like you know like we all have this like even though we all have our own lives we still like contact each other constantly even though we all have our like busy uh, schedules and stuff like that we all just make time for each other and recently we started having sleepovers and stuff like that and the kids get to see each other yeah like 
what's a blessing like like honestly like when i see nawali like she has cousins around her age i get i'm really happy because like during the week she's on her own but when she's there with them she's playing together they're fine over toys arguing and whatnot but i'm just so like my heart feels so like at peace and stuff and yeah like i feel like at least she has her cousins for now forever not now just now but forever I agree I think it's alhamdulillah it's a gift from Allah and I'm so glad Mm. that you know us three have that bond and um, I I definitely believe um, lost my train of thoughts but I definitely believe that it's true that there are people out there um, that don't even get on with their sisters unless you just don't get on and then their children don't even know they're not mm. close to they hardly see their yeah. auntie you know um, yeah. because of that so it's quite sad um, but yeah it's definitely is a blessing and I think when we were younger I think I just thought it was normal that we just kind of just yeah, but when too, I got older yeah. and then I started like you said like meeting different people mm. I realised oh right you know that's just not actually a common thing or a normal thing to have yeah. like be close to your sisters and just talk and chat yeah. and have chat every day yeah, I know mm-hmm. differences as well it's not as if I always yeah. agree and we get on all similar yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, um, you and me don't always agree. We agree to disagree, but we don't like be like, oh, she didn't agree with me, so I'm not gonna talk to her or something like that. Like we don't like yeah, don't or create problems or create drama. Yeah, or, I don't know. Like, yeah, things. Um, yeah, and, and that's something I'm really grateful for. Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, and it's really after we having our own home lives. Even me living living in Luton, you live all the way in London. It's like and somewhere as well. It's like like different like but, places yeah. in the UK yeah. manage to keep that relationship like I feel like it's really like nice. I said to you before like people always like oh Hannah I can't believe you go all the way from Croydon to yeah like, they do like, once, once a week or twice a week whatever it was yeah
after a couple of days, I'm like, okay, and stuff. I kind of like, oh, he just being him. Or like, yeah. I just saw, yeah. I think, you know, with marriage, um, this is obviously just me speaking from my own experience, but I believe, um, this is my, me, Hannah, what I believe. I believe every marriage is unique to that, to those two mm -hmm. people in that marriage, right? So, yeah. but, and you have your own journey in that marriage, right? And you yeah. are going to have your struggles. You are going to have your differences. Yeah. Of course you are. Just like with your own brother or sister or your parents or your yeah. auntie, your differences, you know. Yeah. That's normal. That's and, and, I, and I think it's actually a good thing to have those differences yeah. in the beginning yeah. of marriage because, inshallah, that will, add, that will kind of give space to both of you yeah. to get to understand each other and to kind of work through yeah. what you're going through. And inshallah, through that, um, uh, kind of create a bond between you and your and your spouse. Um, and I and this is why for me, when I look up to people who are mashallah, like maybe fifteen years or be twenty years of marriage, yeah. I, I Hannah, I personally look up to those who had like a rocky uh, start or rocky part in their mm -hmm. marriage, right? And then kind of want to figure out, so how did you guys get to a point now, mashallah, like yeah. I see like your, 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 your mashallah blossoming, right? Like, how did you get to that? Yeah. It inspires me. So yeah. when, um, even me, me and my husband, for example, if we get to like, you know, situations, whatever, like that before I, I would reflect, I would, um, sorry, I would, uh, you know, respond to it. In, 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 I don't believe in a very useful way for me. Uh, but I think yeah. over time, like, I just think, you know what, this is another reason, another test for me to kind of understand the situation from, from a different perspective. Yeah, and, and, and also, um, I think to myself, inshallah, if me, him, nail it, and we get through this, yeah. our story can be an inspiration for our children and for our niece and nephew, or his niece and nephew, yeah. or, I don't know, our cousins, mm -hmm. or our family, or just the community. Like, people will take lesson, like, you know what, I'm going through a lot, but you know what, Hannah and her husband, they went through a lot through a lot but look at how their yeah. marriage is just like me like when, yeah. when I talk to other sisters like Masha look at her yeah, that's true. Marriage, but look they're blossoming right now you know they're literally like yeah. best friends you can't even tell that they had like some sort of rocky you know um, part yeah, of the marriage but I do believe there are a lot of the reasons why when you're you know if, if you're someone who never had a boyfriend you were never in a intimate relationship with opposite gender and then you do it you get married in, in, in the kind of Islamic traditional way uh, where you don't really know the person um, yeah. and then you might have even if you have like 100 meetings you still don't know the person and then I know. you get married and then you live with the person I'm sorry I'm sorry you are gonna have rocky like major rocky on because yeah definitely. because you, definitely. like you said yeah, you're coming from two different walks of life subhanallah and you're yeah. trying to not just uh, make the marriage work but you're you're going to build a family you know um yeah. and that's not going to come like that there's going to be tests there's going to be trials um yeah. you know but it's about um using those tests and trials as an opportunity to think okay what can i learn from this like clearly there's mm -hmm. a reason why you know we're not communicating yeah. or we're not understanding each other um, so let me kind of just step back and then kind of just see it from the outside in and let's see is it actually the marriage or is it maybe me maybe I've got things within me that yeah. I need to work on or maybe it isn't me maybe it isn't the marriage maybe it's, it's him you know um, mm. I think that's really important um, to do that but I think like you said I think like if you're like practicing and you, you never were intimate relationship and you kind of just go into marriage like yeah. I feel like um, you, you you will have a shock. It will be a shock. 
and it was yeah it was great we, we just met through pure matrimony and then four months after that we had a nikah and we just meet up after work and then we had then and like then a year later we had the wedding then we moved in i mean we had the wedding and then we went to honeymoon and then we moved in together and stuff like that and then um we came back i just felt like what the hell is going on <laughs> like i thought i was just really shocked like that i feel like like i was just thrown to the deep end and it's like i knew like other sisters like like sisters like who are married and like longer than me because all my friends got married like when that like, by the time they were 23, everyone was married. And, like, I only got married, like, when I was, like... I met him when I was 24, but my nigga was just after my birthday, so I was, like, 25 at, at, at the time. So, for me, it was just, like... Like, uh, even the wedding was, like, only women, only nasheeds and stuff like that. And then I was, like, I've done everything the right way. Like, what the hell? Like, where's the buttercup? Like, I literally was feeling like that. And when I used to, like... Console like, my close friend, like what I was going through. They'll they'll just be like, just be patient, just talk to him for a whole hour. So I'd be like, oh, you know what, I'm not, not going to talk to you. It's like I'm not like no one was sharing nothing to kind of like, not like I uh, expecting to share something. They got every right not to share, but something um like that kind of like make me understand that it's actually normal what you're going through. Like, if someone was to say, oh, it's normal what you're going through, stuff like that, like, um, like, because I was thinking, is this, like, a healthy thing that I'm going, because we seem to, like, at war at each other. I'm just thinking, like, what's going on here? Um, I remember one time, it was, like, maybe the first year of marriage or something, me and Iris also had, like, an argument, and I remember we literally looked at each other. <laughs> it was crazy. We actually looked at yeah. each other, and we were like, is this normal? <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, crazy. We actually married like the wrong person. Like imagine we're actually yeah. saying out loud to each other. Yeah, like, we're having, a having a discussion about if we married the wrong person. <laughs> um, subhanallah. But that's just subhanallah. It's because, like you said, it's like you just get, you just yeah, you don't know. And no one talks about it. That's what, that's what you. Said. Yeah, they so don't. No talks about it, so you kind of feel. I alone. know. You feel so alone. Yeah, I proper know? felt because when we like lived together, like the job he had at the time like um like even though like he works in it i don't know, like t it like um company technology uh companies they do work nights and days and stuff it's just like it's just like that so like during that, that first job living us together living together he was finished um he will go at midday and then i won't see him to two in the morning so like uh most time because i'll go and visit mom and stay at mom's and stuff and yeah, so it was very difficult. Like I felt like that affected my marriage as well because we didn't really see each other because of his work schedule and stuff like that. And I was pregnant, and I was, and also like your hormone or stuff like that. And you're just thinking like, um, like, um, like he, like he only had two days in that week uh, that like um, he was off, but he would just like adapt into that role of like uh, responsibility of taking care of someone else. And he felt very like um, he felt very like like very challenging because because he never ever had to like look after someone else as well. It, it would like he like he was just him and stuff. So I think the jet as well like something I was trying to add as well. Like I think also yeah. um, 
that's not just for us it's difficult as women but i think for the men it's also difficult because like you yeah. said they've, they've never had to look after someone else you know they're probably living with yeah. their parents or look or you know just themselves look after themselves like, yeah, yeah they've, got, they've got another responsibility to look after um you know a wife you know yeah. um, and a man like they have, they have to kind of like uh, take care of yeah um, so then yeah. they have their own uh they got that pressure yeah, you know struggles that they're going through and you know yeah man, he was... like they're not going to be like oh I'm, you know yeah he never did ever up, you know because they feel but like, i didn't oh, know yeah <laughs> yeah but i didn't know because like i'm just like hello i'm here but obviously he was he, he, he was going through his own stuff will argue like yeah. on on his days on on a day he's off like the day before he goes back to work that's when we make up but the whole time we would just be arguing fighting and stuff and just like giving silent treatment and stuff like that yeah it was a constant battle because he never opened up so like so like i was thinking like what's what, what's wrong with him like i don't know it takes a lot to open up it takes a lot and it takes yeah. because it, it requires a a certain level of vulnerability to open up yeah. and, and share like that kind you should share that and it, it requires mm. a lot of courage a lot of courage yeah. um, you know to open up um, oh, crazy. what is going on today um inshallah don't worry things happen um yeah. well we keep moving all right so Oh, uh, you stopped at the bit about um like when you got married and you know you were oh, yeah. so what happened after that like because you ended up moving isn't it and moving to London. okay yeah yeah so let me yeah I remember I ended it when like uh, when I started when I came up from my honeymoon and I started living in with my husband I think that's when reality hit hit hitting and it hit hard <laughs> Because, like, the whole year was just really nice. It's just, like... Because, obviously, when the first year is, like, you're, you're just, like... Even if the person doing something really annoying, you don't make it into, like, a big deal. You just kind of just let it, like... You just kind of look over it, I think. Because you're still in that phase, like, of happiness. And, like, oh, my God, it's so romantic. Oh, my God, this, oh, my God, that. So, um, but, obviously, when I... Obviously, when you live together, like, you end up seeing each other's flaws and um you see like how the other person deals with stuff and you're thinking like um why are you being like this and stuff and he's probably just thinking as well like why is she being like that as well like why does she overreact as well why is she doing this x y and z and stuff so um i felt like with marriage i was kind of like thrown into the deep end like i didn't know what to kind of expect when you're living with your husband and stuff and i just felt like um i did everything kind of like islamically and stuff so at the time i, I was just feeling like where's the baraka then why are we like arguing why are we having this issues or differences and stuff like that i was thinking like and then back then at the time i was like going through a lot and stuff like i just felt like you know what next time i'm gonna get married i'm just gonna know the person and everything's gonna be so great like that that's how i like saw it and stuff um but yeah um um i don't know like what what else that could you, do you want me to share like um and um and then after you moved to luton uh yeah sorry you had no one sorry and then you moved they had no the one yeah i got i got pregnant quite early on my marriage like i got pregnant too i mean um after living with my husband like it was like two months in that's when i felt pregnant and stuff with nawali 
And after that, after a year later, in 2018, in January 2018, that's when we moved into Luton because of his work transfer and stuff. So we had to move into Luton uh, for his work and stuff. And I didn't know what I was doing. I I I was just going with the flow, if I'm honest. And uh, so I went. Yeah. So we went, and then yeah, like it, it was at at the time, like I was. I'll come down and visit uh, mom in the weekends or during the week sometimes, or even stay with her like, um, like, like during that week. So I didn't really like, um, like I didn't really, uh, at the time, like June, because I was mostly in London, I never really felt the effect of loneliness at, um, while mom was still like alive and stuff. Cause I would always be at mum's and people would always say stuff like, that's why people follow me. Like I've done that runt on my story, but the times when like people would like, when I can't visit my mum, they'll be like, oh my God, you came all the way from Luton and stuff. I was like, obviously when I want to come visit my mum. Just because I'm married now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to just stop seeing my own mum and stuff. Um, and I felt at the time, because obviously like, um, like I just given birth and stuff like that, and like I was still like hormonal and stuff. So it literally did used to really affect me and stuff when people used to drop comments like that, or like people would make comments like they'll ask like silly questions like, "Oh, what um, how did you come to London? Did you like did your husband drive you, or did you get the train, or like bus, or whatever? I don't know. Like we we'll just have like." random questions like that like I was like why does it why does it bother you to know how I made my way to come and visit my mom like it just doesn't make sense and um yeah like it really did affect me as well so when mom passed away um um yeah I feel like that's when it really hit like really hit hard I was thinking what the hell like like um like like a week or two weeks after it like I literally just felt it then um yeah like I felt the loneliness and stuff I yeah because I didn't know like anyone that that lives here and I've never been out of like I never lived out of London before so that was like it was very difficult to adapt to that if I'm honest um yeah it was it was very lonely like because no is still like a newborn and stuff so like it was very like it gets very mentally draining as well being a stay-at-home mom well during that time especially during that time i think it when, always is when you become a mom anyway no matter where you live like when you first become a mom like it's really yeah. difficult that like, people don't even talk about you're meant to just get on with it and just enjoy motherhood but with you yeah. it's like you had that you just lost your mom you live I all know. the way in luton um, all at once like yeah, bang bang all bang at, all at once yeah it was literally yeah. like subhan one after the other and um and obviously like when, when you're going through that and then people are making comments like oh you live far oh my days no. it's like it's unnecessary um, yeah and i thought like a lot of it because like all, like when i got married all my close friends were all married like they were mums by the time i even like got married because they all got married like like everyone just got married like just before they were 22 and I was still the one who wasn't married but even then like I never used to ask silly questions like that with my friend oh did your husband drop you off oh like, I'm sorry to run but like, it's like so it was really like so annoying like why do you ask if my husband came and dropped me off like like why do you want to know like I, d I don't understand that like you just did it like 
I, I was thinking, why are you asking me that? It's like, when I was single, you didn't, you couldn't care less, like, how I got here. So why are you asking now? Because I'm married. Like, I don't, like, like, what are you trying to, like, I don't know. I, I just probably think it's a bit off-key, like, like, someone to ask that silly question. Yeah. Definitely, I know what you mean. It happens a lot. Like, even, even, I, know. I don't think it stops, though. I don't think the questioning stops. It continues, yeah. like, you know. Um, but what's I going to say to you? Like, so, you know, when mum passed away, like, how did you deal with that? Like, how did you deal with the loss of mum? Oh, my God. It was very difficult, like, challenging. I mean, like, obviously, like, I was, like, always calling you and just having my breakdowns and stuff. It was, like, because, obviously, my husband's never been through grief himself, so he just didn't know like how to deal with deal with it so I used to get angry at him for thinking like why are you not like showing anything like like you know like um but he just never experienced the grief himself so for him it was just like a- another day you know like just getting on with, with life just getting along with his, his his responsibility or paying the bills and stuff like that 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 was was his main focus as well um yeah so it was it was, it was actually really difficult just like because obviously like i was just feeling like when you're married and stuff you just feel like oh like shouldn't the person who's there like want to like console you understand you and stuff like that um but you like but now looking back that that's what um i was feeling about now looking back it's like you both come from different walks of background like walks of life and stuff you don't know like what the other person's had to go through and you don't know like like they've they probably like do other things that um like you don't see that's trying to show you that they care for you and stuff like that but you're just thinking no like you should be like this with me because i want it like this way but it's like you can't just tell another another person to be like a certain way the way you want to be like the way you want it in your head um yeah, but at the time, I wasn't thinking like that. It's only now that I'm doing, like, personal development and trying to, like, um, get to know myself and trying to, like, change myself. That's when, um, like, now I understand, like, the, like, why, like, things paint, uh, like, like, why things were going on the way it did at, 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 at the time. And I just felt so alone and stuff. And yeah, like it was very lonely time. If I'm honest, I was like, um, but then, yes. but the nice thing was like, um, I would always have like good dreams of mom, and it'll be funny because like I'll have dreams of her, like we're just chatting away, and then after whenever she does come on in in my dream, it's like, it's like we kind of picked off where we left off during that time, and yeah, it was actually. Yeah, that's what. I, uh, yeah, that's what I really like. Telling me how you were telling about you, your your planning. Um, the world, like, uh, yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah, literally, it was like that time was like so. Like, um, anyone knows this who's married has kids as well. Like, I don't know. Um, maybe when it's the first or the second stuff, like the stuff you go through with your with your husband and stuff like that, like unnecessary stuff and whatnot and stuff. So to deal with as well so um so having those dreams about mum is actually when I work out I felt this comfort with me like in my heart I felt like I felt really good within myself 
definitely and it's so and it's so comforting as a child when you're grieving yeah. over like your mom or, or your dad or you know like yeah. to have those dreams of them where it's really positive yeah. and they're just happy mm. and they're having like yeah. open discussions with you and um, yeah that's one of the things i've realized also through like um like when i was grieving over mom like during the day it'd be like quite depressing or be, i'll be really yeah. down and i really miss her or i really want to hug her or i just want to speak yeah. to her. i just want to hear her voice I just want to hear her, hear her say, like, I want to hear her say, like, Hanoya, Hana. Even sometimes, like, I still miss her, like, like, her, like, when she calls me, she's angry, like, I know, like, yeah. you know, like, I miss, like, yeah, hearing her say that. And, um, I, like you said, like, I go to sleep and then I see her in my dream. Yeah. And then I wake up the next morning, like you said, and I'm just so happy and just feel like, yeah. even though mom's yeah. not physically around, but in yeah. my heart, she's always going to be alive. Subhanallah. Yeah, she's there in my thoughts. She's there in my heart. And when, when I'm sleeping, she's, she's in my dreams. Yeah. Um, so I realize, subhanallah, how kind is Allah that he, um, not only, you know, yeah. you go through grief, but even through grief, yeah. when it's like really hard, yeah. he's still yeah. there, like helping you. Uh, showing me your mom in your in, in your sleep or I don't know like it just such comfort it brings such comfort to the heart um mm. it's like Allah doesn't just test you just leave you there you know like he's still yeah, there even true, in the yeah. test he's, he's there through his rahma and yeah. through his care so um I just remember that and just thinking like like I just knew it was from Allah because during the day like I'm not yeah. I'm not sharing it with anyone I'm just feeling a certain yeah. way then I go to sleep and I'm just like, oh my days, I dreamed of our yeah. mind, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so that was really beautiful. Yeah. Like, like when I used to wake up that, that morning, yeah, I just felt like, oh, it's like the nicest dream ever. I just felt like such a sweetest, like, sweetness of a man. Like, cause she'd be like coming in her dreams. Like, she looked like she's wearing like a white gown, like the silky white gown. And like in her robe, and like she looks so, her face is really glowy and stuff like that. Like she just looked proper, she looks so beautiful. And she just chatting away and stuff. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really, really nice. And um, I think also, like, uh, through the grief as well, like, one of the things about mum that I've learned is that, um, subhanAllah, I never thought oh, yeah. before, but I realized, like, when I go through certain things that are really difficult. I always mm. remember, like, mum went through a lot and she still yeah. went through. Like, she yeah. went through a lot and she achieved so much in her life. So it kind of, subhanAllah, like, her life became, like, um, like a story of, like, motivation, like, and, yeah, um, yeah subhanAllah. And what really also, like, it helped me to, like, realise, like, I've just, like, because also I've seen the way mum, like, lived her life and stuff like that and how it ended was. It's, like, beautiful, like, she was smiling and stuff like that. And, like, it was just, like, I kind of reflected over myself, like, in terms of, like, the way I practice the religion, the way I don't put so much pressure on myself, the unnecessary pressure of, like, um like being like this like uh like this miss like this idol muslima i feel like that kind of took like a toll on me like i was just trying to like be like a like, like a certain like idol muslima that doesn't exist like um that kind of felt like i kind of like, um like understood like it's okay like to still be you and doing what allah loves and stuff and try your best to not like um, to do sins and stuff like that but even if you do do sins and stuff like that like don't be so too hard on yourself like I put that pressure on myself 
like I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that I'm like oh my god I haven't done like all this unnecessary like pressure and it's like I'm not like doesn't expect you to do like A to Z stuff it's just like do like the compulsory stuff and do something like sunnah and stuff like that and just live your life like that but still being you like your personality you being you and just being yourself you know you can't just fit yourself in this box that doesn't that doesn't exist so I felt like that kind of like wasn't a, a, a like a, a, a awakening moment for me when I saw mum like um like in her deathbed if I'm honest as well Um, Ayaz, may Allah grant her the highest Jannah, Ameen, and the same for mm. your mom as well, Um, Okay, just so, and then obviously you're grieving over mom, and then um, that year, 2018, you know, was like that, and I also believe 2019 was like that for you, but something happened at the end of 2019, what happened to you? 2019? Um... It enroll into, you know, you started to kind of just move forward with your life. Oh yeah, like I kind of like like uh, yeah, like even that oh, 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 awakening moment, I realized like what do I want to do with my life? Like uh, me, just like me and Jah, like um, so like I I realized I wanted to do like hairdressing. That's what I initially always wanted to do, like back when I was like seventeen. But my parents didn't really understand like what industry you're trying to get get into. It's not like you're doing like math, science, English, or whatever. So they didn't really understand that concept, so they kind of just shut it down on me. And then since that time, I just shut it down. My dreams, my goals, like, shut it down. So I just felt like they're not happy with it, so I'm not going to, like, still go ahead with it. Um, yeah, so, like, the, in November last year, like, I realised, what do I want to do? So, like, I'm going to do hairdressing. I'm going to, like, go and look for the best, like, hair, hairdressing um academy in in london or in luton or something and then i found this like um like this like academy in uh, bamham wood um and yeah and then i went to i feel like in, in january they had enrollment going on so i went to join and then i got enrolled and stuff like that like i had to do like some tests and i passed it and everything just went smoothly and stuff like that and i'll go there like and i started in february and i'll go in like on thursday and friday and then like um yeah and then the whole lockdown happened in march of this year so then like we couldn't go into college we didn't go back until july so then i yeah so i went um like yeah so in july i'll go in and stuff and then in august um August 16, 17, like, my husband had, like, a car accident. And, alhamdulillah, like, nothing happened to him. But the accident that he had was, like, was, like, something should have happened. Because, it's like, it was really bad. Uh, but, alhamdulillah, and then since that time, like, the car was written off by the company and stuff like that. So, I'm just quite vigilant because I've got, like, a health condition. So, I didn't want to get the public... Trans transportation um so i informed my personal tutor i told about you know like me like um I, I can't come in because we don't have a vehicle at the moment and stuff like that but but when things are when we do ha have a vehicle i can start c coming in again and then she, she said like it's fine i just don't worry i totally understand the situation and stuff like that i understand that you've got a condition like that you can't come in and like because um, you don't want to get into public 
transportation with other people and stuff so that happened and then i was okay fine i thought everything was fine both ends and then i basically it was only until like from august all the way to like september or like around 20th or something that's when i walked into college i got a phone call from the course manager i didn't think much of it so my husband just dropped me off and then i went in and then i was uh, like my tutor was like oh like the course manager want to go see you so i went so i went inside and i sat down and stuff like that and then she, she was just like oh i just want to let you know that um that literally just dropped it like that not not you know intro no nothing she, 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 she was like yeah just to let you know that um that we'll be taking you off the course i was like what i, I was just so shocked like it couldn't even i couldn't even like let it like sink I, I couldn't like sink in at in the moment and stuff I was, I was just so like baffled like what the hell and then um yeah and then she kept talking about like oh because of your tenant but I was like I already explained to the person tutor because my circumstance doesn't allow me because I was waiting to like get my vehicle and stuff like that and then she just didn't want to know she just kept saying yeah 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 like not even like wanting to even like and in the moment, I was just like, um, really like, like I just couldn't. It's like, like it didn't really sink in. So with me, it's like when I can't like let what's going on sink in. Like I, I'm just like I can't even like use the right words and stuff like that. I'm like I'm, I'm waffling on. I'm baffling with my words. I'm not using the right words. So I just find I said, okay, then that's fine, whatever. And I, and I, I just literally just walked out. And I walked out of the college, and then. And she was telling me to basically come next year and, and then redo the whole thing. She was telling me basically. And then I went out and then I left the college and then, she, and then I just kept thinking, it's, it's like, like, I can't believe I've been like thrown out the course. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm just like, what, what's going on? I just felt like this tornado just came, like this earthquake just came out of nowhere and just like, like, bre like breaking me <laughs> in, in the moment. And I went to, like, th there was a Starbucks near my college, so I went to get a hot drink. And then, like, while I was when I was, I was thinking, no, this is this doesn't seem right. Like, I'm, like I actually want to file, like, a complaint and stuff. So I looked onto the website, and then, uh, like, it showed, like, the stages of how you go about complaining and stuff like that. And then I got my drink, and I called my husband, and then he was just on his way to Essex and stuff during that time. And then he was... He was just about to leave the college because he dropped, like he went to get some food for him and Wally. So he, yes, I called us and basically, yeah, like I've been thrown off the course. Even he was shocked, so, like what? And then he just came back, drove back, and then he took me, and then we we, we went off, and then I, and I told him the the story, and he also just felt like they were being like uh, unfair to, towards me and stuff, like the fact that your tutor was like um like. M making it seem like let like, just said to you it's fine just come back when you're ready and when you do come back they're literally telling you you've been thrown off the course and it's like and it's like i just had to like there was just like one or two free assessments that like needed to be done and then i'll be finished because i came in after the lockdown happened like from july so like i like but yeah um but like like but to be, to be honest that college that academy was full of like it's like mainly like um like i don't know if i could say white people but caucasian or something um yeah like so i was basically the only like black 
person and Muslim there in in the whole building. So everyone who even works there, receptionists, everyone, the teachers, everyone who's above, even the students, all like white. There, there was probably this one like um, one Turkish girl, and she's like, and there's other English girls as well, and there's other Europeans as well. Um, but yeah, they literally just made me feel so uncomfortable. Like I'll go in Thursday and Friday, like even when I try to make like conversation just like one would answer us so you kind of know like they don't really want to know you and i'm just like a majority of them are like way old because my my class was full of adults as well it's not, it's not like they're like 16 year olds it's like they're all like adults like um most of them are like late 30s even reaching 40s and they're like and they've got their moms as well but it's just like it was just a bit i find like i find it so weird because i'm thinking like these women are like way old it's like why are they like being the way they are and stuff it just didn't add up to me but i couldn't care less because i already had college work like i already had that whole life like life so i was just there to get my qualification and then like two to three weeks into my course one like my personal tutor this is a different one that was the at the time in the beginning she basically uh went in like i don't know what she's discussed with the course manager but she pulled me up to, um she took me up uh, like after my class she, she's like oh sonia like wants to see you like just speak together and i was like okay why does she need to speak to me and then i went with her and then we went upstairs and then we went to be seen by her and then she just like oh i was like you know i cannot be long because i have to go and pick up my dwarf from nursery and she's like okay don't worry we're not going to be long and then like uh, I think she went to tell the manager and she's like yeah don't worry I'll be there like in a bit and stuff and then she came I mean she didn't come she took her time basically to come and see us and then she um what's the name what was the name? And then um, the shooter just said, "Oh, I just want to like just find out. Like, um, I've just just been seeing you, just being just there and stuff." I was like, "What do you mean? I've just been there?" She's, "I don't know. Just like um, I just like been realizing like you mean, like getting getting um, you know, like a lot of things wrong and stuff like that." I was like, "What do you mean? I'm getting things wrong?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, when it comes to like like section of different hair and stuff." I was like. I was like, first of all, it's only been two weeks and stuff, and there's other people in 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 my class who, who who've been here like from January, and and I've only started now. I'm finding things difficult. So why are you, are you just trying to like pick on me? And she's like, no, oh no, no, no. Like, you know, sometimes like like the, like I don't like when people just can't be straight up and just tell you how it is. Like she was trying to go behind that behind the bush or something. Like, and then she she, she 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 was like, oh no no, it's not that. It's just that like, um, well, um, I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah, well, I just think like you you're not really like it's just sort of like you're not really like um like talking to anyone. I'm just like in my house thinking like, oh my god, she she's not just to say that like come on i'm just like she really and i'm not sure she she really knows like i'm a grown woman i'm a mother like i ain't got something like 
I ain't got time to be talking to people. It's not like like I'm back like it's back in like school days and stuff. And then I was like, oh okay, so you just brought me up to um to come here and speak to the manager because you feel I'm not like talking and stuff with people. Because yeah, I was like, well, just to let you know that I have gone out my way to speak to like people like some individuals, but they seem to not be receptive towards me. So I'm, I've got this kind of personality where, like, if I do, like, try to make effort to talk to you, but if you're not being receptive, then I'm not going to just kind of, um, like, I'm not going to keep coming, like, begging to know you. Like, I just don't do that. And she's like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, that's just who I am. And I'm not going to change the way I am to make everyone else comfortable and stuff when they clearly are, like, not even like even just giving one word answers like none of them have actually come and actually spoke to me to e even find out what my name was and stuff and then she was just like uh but anyways I, I said to her like i don't understand like why you're trying to like escalate this it's like why did you have to go and speak to the manager why couldn't you pull me aside first and speak to me one-on-one -on -one? and then and then if it seemed to be a big problem for you you could just go and speak to the manager but but you didn't do that it's just oh no 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 like like i'm not trying to escalate anything i was like yes you are you you're taking me now like i've just finished my class at 4 30 i'm trying like i'm i'm trying to rush now to go and collect my daughter and i'm here being dragged to speak to the manager about me or not like communicating it's like it's like um like um that, like why do i have to feel like i have to be like in people's faces to, to talk to them it's like it's not me and she, and she and she just like oh okay then Najah like um um and plus um and plus like I, I said to like I already like um had college I work life friends life I already have a social life I'm just a mom and I ain't got time for people who are not gonna like make uh, effort as well so I'm not gonna go my way and I'm just here to get my like the like the reason why like I signed up to, to the school is to get my qualifications so. And, and 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 that's it really and then she was just like okay yeah, all right then what i'm gonna do is just start like doing pair work and stuff like that to get you guys to talk and stuff like that. i was like okay fine like if if you want to do it then do that but like i'm fine on my own like i'm i'm literally just fine and then i was like anyways i like i have it's to go now when like, you're actually doing the program isn't it? this is when you're doing the program this is when like, all this happens in like two to three two to three weeks in it's like it's like that's why I just don't like when it comes to like the media. They make it out like uh, Muslim women. You guys are in that in, in, uh, integrate or whatever. But when we're in your environment, you guys don't even like. Um, you guys don't even like um, allow us to be ourselves. You guys don't like even like um, like like acknowledge that we're even just there in front of you. Like literally, just act like completely like you're like some shadow in the room literally that bad but i didn't care like like i was like i don't care there was, there was just one english girl and this turkish girl that used to talk to me and, and i used to talk to them and i think the turkish one she was married to a black guy and she had mixed race kids so for her just like she's fine with me the other english girl she was really nice she was actually the first one to come up to me on my first day to be like hi Nigel, how are you what's your name how are you finding college uh the college and stuff like that and we just kind of like just got on like that um, but the rest of them were just like making like n not even just but like they didn't say anything but just like the whole vibe or energy like 
So I'm not gonna beg in your face, man. I'm not gonna do that. And um, yes, that's what happened. Doing, doing, doing the, yeah, doing that, and then obviously later when they were like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna take you off the program and everything." Um, yeah, and yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so that happened. Uh, so in the end, like in September, when I went in and they received took me off the course, I went off, and then I think I called you, and then you were telling me just like, I think you should speak to them because it doesn't make sense the way they went about it and stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, and then after like after speaking up, speaking together for like half an hour, an hour, I was like, hello, I'm gonna get up, I'm just gonna call them now, and then I called her up, I was like, hello, oh, hello. I was like, uh, hi, Nacha. I was like, yeah, hi, Sonia. Yeah, like, like how I want to talk to you about this morning. And she was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And then I was like, yeah, like, firstly, like, like, I feel like you weren't just, um, you weren't being under, uh, understanding, not even hearing me out. And what, like, I was like, when I was trying to explain to you, what the reasons were of why I couldn't be like um attending since August and up until now my reason like you weren't hearing me out you keep like kept saying yes 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 it's like it's like like I like I'm a great student I've been like um like I um if I didn't want to do hairdressing I wouldn't have done like I wouldn't have got up like on Thursday Friday morning drop off my daughter to nursery and make my way there just to come in and like and do my course like why would I want to take time out for nothing and and not like um not uh, um like not because I I I want to do it and stuff like that and then she, she just kept saying yes yes as usual and then and then like I said like like I feel like you weren't just um you weren't being under un understanding not even hearing me out and what like I was like when I was trying to explain to you what the reasons were of why I couldn't be like um, attending since August and up until now, my reason like you weren't hearing me out. You kept like kept saying yes, yes, yes. It's like it's like like I like I'm a great student. I've been like um, like I um, if I didn't want to do hairdressing, I wouldn't have done. Like I wouldn't have got up like on Thursday, Friday morning drop off my daughter to nursery and make my way there just to come in and like, and do my course like why would I want to take time out for nothing and and not like um not um like not because I I I want to do it and stuff like that and then she, she just kept saying yes yes as usual and then and then like and then I think she was trying to cut me out and then I, I just kept getting out um like yeah um, and also, like I said to her, like um, it's like I, I do all of that and come all the way from Luton to come all the way down to, to the college because I want to do hairdressing and that's what uh, that's what I'm passionate. That's why I got my way to do all of that just to do it. And just because like during this period I can't come in, I've been told to be thrown off my course. I feel like that was completely unfair, like from your end and from the college then. Like I literally feel it's unfair completely. And and then I thought like 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 I am gonna like um like appeal this and stuff. And then she, she was just like, oh um okay then all right then I just just give me um like uh five days and then I'll get back to you. I'm gonna look over your file. And then five days come, she didn't even call me. On Friday, like she didn't call me. So that was like yeah like. So given her more than a week to get back to me, and then she didn't like like even call me to let me know.
Um, and when I did call her, she didn't pick up. And I was thinking, okay, this, this is a bit strange. So I called up the college it, itself, and then I um, and then I explained to her as well to the admin. She was being a bit off. She kept saying like, "Well, you should sort of been in because, like, just saying, oh, because my grandma, she's still sick, and, and I mean, she's got like health problems, but everyone else is going through like." Like everyone else is going through the pandemic, da, 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 stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, well, I've got a health condition. Like, like if people choose to still come in, regardless of what the situation is, but I'm gonna be vigilant because I've got a health condition and I don't, I, I want to protect myself because I've got a young daughter to think about. Like, I can't just be careless and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then she's like, okay, then it's fine. I'm going to forward it to the director, and then he gets to decide. I was like, okay, then he, um, he he'll be in like like in the afternoon, and then around four thirty, like he still didn't get back. So then I called up, and then she referred. She told me that he'll get back to you within the next thirty minutes. So he called me back after like like five minutes, and then when I called him, and then he called me. He he basically was actually he's he's well he seemed like um un understanding and stuff like that and he just said that's fine we can put you in a different class to complete your other work and stuff like that it's not like a really big deal like I understand like you don't you can't like get the transportation and stuff like that because of your condition anxiety and stuff like that so um yeah um. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. So he's like, well, he's like, I'll get back to you on Wednesday or something. And yeah, then, Wednesday, you know, and he and yeah, and I didn't hear back anything from him. <laughs> and then I gave it until Thursday, and I called and he heard nothing. And then I think I messaged like him as well. I messaged him as well on Thursday, Friday, and like even emailed the college and stuff like that. Like they literally were just ghosting me, all of them. But I just find it a bit so odd. unprofessional. I find that so unprofessional that even mm. if, you know, you, for example, when you're like, even if you're a student at university or college or even if you're at work, there's like yeah. a process in place. You don't yeah. just turn up to work or turn up to college or turn up to uni and then it's like, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of you. Bye. It doesn't work yeah. like that. There's a process in place. You know, at least sit down with the person, explain. Yeah, have a meeting. Is everything yeah. okay? Um, you know, um, and take it from there. But, yeah, that's why I find it odd. And you know what? I'm actually really glad that you, um, you know, didn't want to actually pursue it and continue with the academy. And now, inshallah, you're going to another academy, inshallah. Yeah, so um, on Friday, I found, like, like, I think after I was really down for, like, two weeks, like, the, towards the end of, I was really so down about it. I was thinking, like, I worked so hard. I've, like, done, like, I went on my way to this and that. I've been a mum, like, of a toddler and, like, like rushing in the morning, getting her ready. And obviously, like, my husband's the one who drives me there. So, like, I have to get her, like, we both get her ready. You know, like, it's like I'm taking my whole family every time I attend. <laughs> Going back and forth every time. It's like, come on. It's like, I'm, like, I just felt bad as well. It's like, it's like all the effort, like, at, like June that time after, I just felt like all the effort has gone down the drain. Like, subhanAllah, like, it's when, uh, like, I went up my way and I did everything and then, like, it just, like, went downhill. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, it, it was difficult for me to process it because I felt like I really worked hard and I felt like they won't be fair and they'll just ghost to me. And it was just un unnecessary. I was really getting, I was getting to the point where, like, I was just stressed out. So I didn't want to, like, keep 
continuing on with the back and forth trying to get them to call me and stuff it was just like really stressful because yeah, they were like just ghosting me um yeah it was just like too much to deal with so i just saw like you know what like like you know like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has closed this door like i've done my bit i've gone my way even spoke to the director he said oh cool and then now when it comes to telling me what's happening like they're all ghosting me and stuff like that so you know what so, sometimes you keep knocking 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 and it's like maybe like it's a sign for you to be like like others just trying to read like a reject it's like a redirection to somewhere better so yeah so i'm going to be starting next month i mean in, in november so i went this friday to go and, uh, yeah to enroll and stuff like that and yeah, so I'll be starting next month. And at least, like, it's based in Newton. Also, it is a really good, like, like a, a, academy. Like, they won a lot of awards. The latest one was in 2019 as well, last year. So it seems like a really good, like, yeah. And it's like, um, it's literally even, like, 12 minutes walk from my house as well, the academy. So, yeah, it's all, like, seems convenient for me as well. And at least, like, when I'm there, like, I wouldn't be, like, treated like I'm some shadow in the room. <laughs> so, it works out better for me. Um, SubhanAllah, like, we've been through, like, a lot today uh, with your story. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that it's benefited so many sisters. Yeah. Um, but I think, inshallah, what we should do is, inshallah, conclude today's episode. And... Yeah. For the episode, for the part of the episode, um, you know, that subhanAllah, unfortunately, um, you know, IGTV didn't yeah. get to say we can perhaps um, find the date next week and then we just do it like live again. It's fine. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. just go through your story again, inshallah, and inshallah, it was saved. Um, but inshallah, just to kind of just conclude, um, what three pieces of advice would you share uh, with your younger self? Um... Uh, one thing I would like tell my younger self is like, no matter like how much like no matter like um how many people who are in your life who always like try to bring you down or tell you like you you're not gonna get this or that or like you're not gonna be successful you're gonna be like a failure like, you shouldn't like listen to them and know that like you like. Like everyone has a talent, you know. Honest, given everyone's like, um, like I believe, like a vision and talent and skill, and your skill may be different, completely different, way different for someone to like think like, why would you want that? Like, why would you want that as as a career? Like, um, so keep like just believing. Like one thing I said, like keep believing in yourself no matter like how many people like want to like bring you down or make comments or never get to the point in your in your like mind like you aren't like you won't be successful and like and look at what you have now you know look at what success i mean like don't look at what everyone else successes successes are like what you have now like you should see that as like as a success in your life and then second of all, um, um, just like, 
just keep evolving and being a better uh, like a better like um a better version of yourself because you, you've you've already got that in you just like show it more as well um and i feel like the third one um i don't know what the third one is yeah one thing is just be persistent and stuff and just keep going and just like no matter how much no's you get how much rejections you get in life just keep going like even during your darkest moment just know like you're gonna like it's just a a test and a child that you're going you are facing at the time but it's not gonna last now like 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 it's not gonna last like your life is gonna change and stuff like that yeah that's what i was yeah that's what, that's what i was saying yeah Uh, for coming on tonight and being patient yeah. with the techno issues oh, no, uh, I'll accept it from you and bless you um, inshallah, bless you, you and your family I mean um, okay so to all the sisters here we ask God to accept it from you guys and Zakhla for your patience for the few who have stayed on Um, yeah. Inshallah. Yeah. So, like I said, unfortunately, the first part of Najah's episode uh, did not get saved. So, we will be rearranging with Najah uh, a time that's convenient for her uh, for us to come on live again sometime this week and yeah, do the first part of her story again so that is saved. And then, Inshallah, we'll have it uploaded onto our podcast platforms and on IGTV and on YouTube. Um, yeah. Just before we go, episode six will be next week, Saturday at 8.30pm, again live on IGTV. The speaker details will be shared uh, on uh, Monday as usual. Um, other than that, my dear sisters, take care of yourselves. Um, Sister Aisha Khala, before we go, she said, all the best, Sister Najah, inshallah, you'll be successful. Um, oh, thank you. Um, We'll end it here, inshallah, my lovelies. Take care of yourselves. Barakalafikunna and forgive us for our shortcomings. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bye.